Intellectual decay! Turn it off and watch your face! And welcome to Say You Love Satan, the podcast on all things horror. This is Jesse, your host. Beware of the big green dragon that sits on your doorstep. He eats little boys, puppy dog tails, and big fat snails. Beware. Take care. And with me today is my lovely ghoulish friend, John. Punishment means nothing to them, you can see that. They enjoy their so-called punishment. You're absolutely right, sir. Shut up, bleeding hole! We are the Goon Squad and we're coming to town. Beep, beep. Yes. Mm, mm, mm. By this time, you're probably wondering, what the fuck is going on? Where is my lovely Stephanie? Where is her nice angelic voice? Why is there just two sausages in the room, and there's no Melissa, and there's no Stephanie? Well, guys, we weren't going to do an episode, but I figured, you know, it's probably worth it to do one. Um, Steph and Melissa have um, educational responsibilities that they had to see to. Uh, Steph's getting killed with a lot of exams. Um, She's wrapping up her program for school, finally, and Melissa... Also, a lot of stuff going on in her life. She works full-time, and she is doing an internship, and she goes to school aside from that. So dude, she's got a lot of things going dude, on. Dude, just call it how it is. They both have a terminal case of adult syndrome. Yep, they're That's adults, and guess what? I don't have any responsibilities today, so I called up John, because John's always down to record, and we decided to bring you guys an episode, um, and we're going to do it, because we don't need women, you know? We can do it. We can do, The men, we built, we built this country with rock and roll. We don't... Now that's going to be stuck in my head. <laughs> we built this city. Uh, nah, it's going to suck without them. But me and John, we have some funny stuff. So today, um, we're going to review Maniac Cop uh, from 1988. You have the right to remain silent. You do. Forever. You have the right to have a Jay Leno face times 500. You have a right to co-star in a movie starring Cher. Is that your chin or is that a loaf of fucking bread? I don't, I don't know. Do you have silly putty on your face, officer? <laughs> um, is that elephantitis or are you just happy to see me? Now we will present you with the new segment entitled Post-Apocalyptic Arcade. <laughs> Okay, so, wow, let's just dig into this in any way we can. Video games. Video games. What are they? Let's discuss. What does one do in a video game? Webster's Dictionary defines video games as... One enters 
a virtual reality world and they mash buttons. Shall we play a game? No, but really, um, I actually, initially when I wanted to use this, this topic, I wanted to talk about horror games. Yeah. Kind of how they influence me. For me, it's kind of the opposite, I think, where Jesse was. Like, you're always balls deep into horror. Balls deep. Um, I got into horror primarily through zombie movies that were syndicated on television growing up. Right. Um, and that kind of drew me to survival horror games in the early 90s. Like, I played Friday the 13th and stuff. But, you know, those games don't translate to being scary for me. No. Um, it wasn't until, like, Resident Evil and all of their ilk came that I was actually, like, playing them being, like, 12 or 13 and actually being scared by video games. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I'll give a little... And that's not necessarily the case for me, that I was always into horror movies. They kind of did grow from other things. Um, primarily, it did grow from video games as well. Um, I always liked kind of weird stuff as a kid. Uh, but yeah, I grew up playing, like, um, on NES, I grew up playing Friday the 13th. These games I never fucking beat, by the way. Oh, they're so hard. Friday the 13th, I never beat. I played that, like, crazy. I never had that, but my friend had it, and I'd go over his house quite often and play that, play that. And we would just play it for fun. But I don't think any of us knew what the fuck no, you were supposed to do in that they game. They were really convoluted. It was just, what, I mean, and then a lot of NES games were like this, where you couldn't necessarily beat it. Not most, but a lot. There was a lot of fucking NES games where. It's but like, that, but that. Good made, luck with that. Yeah, that made the intensity of fighting Jason even worse because you oh, had yeah. no idea it's what terrifying. you were doing. And then when Jason came in, you're like, "Well, I'm dead." Oh my god, that's so fucking scary! Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, Bronson, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Deadface is getting a little husky in here. John, he's on John's lap, and he's like, John, you fucking let me... Sass me. Throw that fucking asshole down, dude. He's gonna Get bite you. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. For once, I didn't make the noise, okay? Uh, it was a cat. That was funny. Um, no, I played, And then I played uh, Nightmare on Elm Street I, I, as also well. Also hard. Didn't have that. That game was hard, but it was... Which, by the way, did you know that's four-player? Yeah, yeah. Which is crazy. More understandable than Friday the 13th, because it was a basic, like, side-scroller. Side-scroller, right. Where you could, like, enter different houses. Uh, um, not a horror, but awesome creatures in Contra, obviously. Uh, Castle Castlevania. Castlevania as well. The, the big I mean, one. Jesus um, fucking Christ. My, and, I, and I could never get fucking far in Castlevania, no, dude. No, my, my game was, and I never got far into it either, was Maniac Mansion, though. I don't know if you remember that and one. And I fucking have that, dude. That's, that's coming up. I played that before NES on PC, though, actually. Um... Yeah, and I played so I played Castlevania a lot. Never got fucking far in Castlevania. Um, really, it was just a lot of these NES games we'd play for a couple hours and be like, yeah, we're not really getting anywhere. Right. Put in another one. Put in another one. Like Metroid. Metroid's the same thing. And I did beat Metroid. Metroid was one of the few that I did beat. Um, Uninvited, I played the shit out of that fucking game. I remember that game. That game's really cool. Uh, it was kind of like deja vu, but you were in like a. You woke up in like a car and you went inside of a house or whatever. Ghoul School played a fucking shit ton of that. Uh, Ninja Gaiden. I mean, obviously, dude, awesome. But awesome, weird characters in that. I, I mean, I know it's not horror, but um, same thing with Mega Man 2 and then Monster Party. I played those games. Uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbors. I have that, yeah. Ghoul Play Patrol was the unofficial sequel. Or, or the official oh, yeah, sequel, yeah. Right? And, and you know what? I did play that yeah. like, just briefly. I did play that. Um, but I, I I didn't play uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbors. I played for uh, um, Super Nintendo. I know it was for Genesis, too, but I played it for Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo, yep. Which, which looks better, it sounds better. Yeah, some of my mm. Super Nintendo favorites were... I played Zombies Ate My Neighbors like fucking crazy, Ugh, dude. So good. Uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, I played Super the Ghouls and Ghosts. fucking shit out of that game. And I like that better than the original. I thought that was just... Well, because the original one is... They're both hard, but the original one is insufferable. Oh my god, it's impossible, dude. Uh, an Act Razor, I played the shit out of Act Razor for Super Nintendo. Oh my god, dude, I was fucking obsessed with that game. Obsessed with it. I thought it was so cool. You know, like being God and... Then you'd like go into the fucking worlds and fight these weird like demons and 
mm-hmm. uh, like I guess what were they like demi demigods or something like that. I don't know. Um, but primarily, how my like car fixation started was on the PC first of all, and I talked about this on a previous episode. My neighbor was like one of the first guys I knew in my life that had like a working gaming PC, and he invited me over, and he was like, because he was a cool like neighbor, he had like a pinball machine and shit like that. And he's like, yeah, and he didn't have any sons; he had a daughter. So was this like early nineties? Yeah, it was early yeah, 90s. Yeah. And he had like a daughter, so he didn't want to show her the game. So he would like always invite me over. He's like, yo, Jess, come on. I'm going to show you this game or whatever. And he showed me Doom. I remember seeing Doom for the first time on PC. And he's yeah. like, dude, I'm going to show you this, but don't tell your parents I'm showing you this fucking game right now. I was like, okay, cool. And he played it. And I just remember my mind was just fucking like blown, dude. I was like, holy shit. Because I remember when I saw like blood for the first time, pre Mortal Kombat blood, like um, on uh, what was Genesis had the blood, right? Blood code. A B A C A B B was the blood code yeah. for Sega Genesis, yeah. So. Before any blood was in video games, really. I mean, when I saw Doom, I was just like, holy fucking shit, dude. Because you never saw a perspective, like, first person. Well, I never did, at least. First person perspective, like, going around blasting fucking demons. And I was like, this is what video games should be every fucking day of the week. I remember playing, like, I had a similar situation. I never had really a gaming PC until, like, the mid-90s. Right. And so I would stay over at a friend's house, and he had a gaming PC, and we played... It, not, it wasn't Doom, it was Wolfenstein, which is pretty much right, the exact same right. vein. I did and see I, Wolfenstein. Too, and yeah. that had, we would stay up all hours of the night playing that game, and that had like a profound effect. Oh my god. So yeah. I still have the, um, it's like a APG software, like sample pack, and it's got, um, it's got Wolfenstein, but it comes in like a little, like plastic, not a plastic, but like a little, like paper, like folding pocket, and it's got a, a three and a half floppy of Wolfenstein. Uh, it, yeah. which is, it's crazy that like yeah. that was the medium. I'm gonna pop this three and a half floppy, in. and people are like, "What the hell is a three and a half floppy?" Go look it up. And then my other friend, uh, he had a PC, and he had the two games he had. I mean, he might have had other ones, but the two that I remember was Leisure Suit Larry for PC and Maniac Mansion for PC. And I remember I saw Maniac Mansion for PC before I saw Nintendo. I didn't even know it existed for Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And that was another game where I was just like, "This is fucking amazing game," and it's and it was weird. It wasn't like like you were saying, it wasn't it wasn't scary, but it was weird and creepy, and it had like weird vibes it, to it. It and gave music. me like it was like that Goonies vibe of like a bunch of weird teenagers, right? Right? Yeah. And that's an awesome fucking goddamn story. Like, I'm surprised someone's not tried to make remake Maniac Mansion in some degree. It could be a really cool fucking. They've done, game. I think, Day of the Tentacle, which is. One of the one of the same guys at like the Lucasfilm Studios. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. Um, they've they've done Day of the Tentacle, which you would probably like. I don't know if you've ever played it. But, no, I've never been um, heard of it. Same vein, kind of weird. Is aliens. it? When was that made? Right around the same time period. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think they. The thing is, is I don't get. I don't think it get. It, it gets a little bit more traction because it was strictly on PC. Okay. And Maniac Mansion was ported over. Right. Um, right. I don't think they ever made a console port of, of Day of the Tentacle. Yeah, we could never get anywhere on the PC version of Maniac Mansion. Not until NES did we kind of figure out what the fuck we're really supposed to do in that game. Um, and then quickly after that, my same neighbor that neighbor that showed me Doom, let me borrow Splatterhouse, and he's like, oh, uh, and so good. for Genesis and. He wasn't as concerned because I was a little older by that time, but he was just still like, keep this on the DL. That game scared me. The Splatterhouse 2, yeah. The artwork in that and the setting. Awesome, dude. And the fact that you were timed, that was like one of the few games that you actually, like, as you went room to room, your girlfriend was like, Right, basically getting murdered if I remember correctly, and and you were on a time. Well, I mean, I remember seeing he handed me the box, and I just saw the box for the game, and I was just like, I don't care if this game sucks. This game is fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was like the similar feels like when you hold the VHS in your hand and the artwork's just yeah. before you even seen the movie. 
the artwork has made you love the movie in some degree and you're like kind of swayed like even if this movie sucks i'm gonna fucking still like it a little bit because this artwork's amazing the the sprite art and the sprite animations in that game still hold up oh yeah day. dude they're so they're so whacking enemies with a two by four and using the background and the foreground and stuff like being able to bash ghouls and zombies yeah. and stuff and cut them in half the end of that game is the shit with like the boat and everything and the fucking uh-huh. monster comes up that game really and i did beat that's another game that i did actually beat and i didn't i didn't necessarily beat a lot of games growing up it was very few games zombies ate my neighbors was another one i beat act razor i beat super ghouls and ghosts i beat with a code i believe all right and then shortly after nes i mean there was a and i played a lot of other games but we're just going to kind of hit some highlights here um for playstation like you already mentioned resident evil and that, that was another game that was another big like game that came out and was kind of like whoa this is fucking crazy that, dude. that was a game where <clears throat> um because I had such a love for Dawn of the Dead, and Dawn of the Dead had such a profound effect on me that, like, seeing a horror game with zombies in it, to the degree of realism back then, you gotta remember it was, like, 96, but mm-hmm. that was, like, the first, like, 3D polygonal zombies. Oh, it was crazy, dude. Um, that drew me in immediately, and I followed that religiously until it came out, and that game, I remember playing that game for the first time, I think I, I was, like, I remember, 12 or 13, I was shaking, shaking playing the game. The trailers for the fucking yeah. game on TV were crazy when you listen, and especially if you listen to the trailers now, it's like... It seems like some cheesy fucking horror movie ad, and it primarily was. But it's they really- had live action, a live action intro. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. They was- didn't do that in the second one, right? That was just the first one that they did that live it action was, bullshit. It was, it was just the first one. It was yeah. funny, man. Yeah, I remember. And there were there was there were still like two different versions. Like the Japanese version had a little bit more gore and stuff in it, and, right? And then the American version, they kind of edited all that out. But that was the game when that came out. That was a game like me and my buddies would come over at night. At night, we'd come over. They'd come over my place. We'd play it in the fucking dark, and it was like watching a horror movie dude because it was like you know the way that game is paced is like a horror movie it was like the first game that had like and i'm gonna say it was the first game but it was the first game for me that had like pacing like a horror movie like scenes where you'd go into a room nothing nothing would necessarily happen but you'd be like waiting for something to happen well the camera the cameras were set up in such a way where like i can't see fully into this room if I turn around this corner, I have no idea what's going to be in front of yeah. me. And they played that. And I remember the they first. They played that the best. The one scene when the dog jumps out of the window. Yeah. Fucking scared the shit out of me. Scared the shit out of me. For the first, when that first happened, yeah. I remember, dude, scared the fucking balls. I jumped out of my seat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of moments like that. And I could literally fucking spend a whole episode talking about all the Resident Evil games for PlayStation. Because I played Resident Evil 2. I actually probably liked. Uh, I probably liked Resident Evil more. I mean, Resident Evil 2 more. Uh, Creature-wise and all that. But, um. I haven't. I didn't play any of the recent uh, Resident Evil. Have you ever gone back and listened to the soundtrack of the original? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the music, the music in Resident Evil makes that makes that oh, game too. Oh fuck yeah, dude! I absolutely mean, makes uh, that yeah, game. Absolutely. Um, creepy, I, creepy piano music and yeah, the the piano music was. I mean, yeah, and it does come down to music a lot of the times for games. It elevates it and makes it a way more creepier. Uh, two other games for me. I'm just gonna mention. And like I said, there's a lot of fucking games I could talk about here, but we're just gonna just hit some highlights uh, this episode at least. Um, Nightmare Creatures, dude. I fucking loved Nightmare Creatures when that came out. Um, and I went back and played it recently, and I was like, this game's a fucking pile of yeah, shit, Yeah, it dude. did not age well. But I fucking loved that game when it came out. Nightmare Creatures 1 and 2, I was, like, obsessed with those games. I played the shit out of Nightmare Creatures when it came out. Um, but it does not age well at all. Like, Resident Evil does age well as far as, like, story goes and uh, pacing and all that. Nightmare Creatures does not, but... At the time, that game was really fucking cool for me, at least. Uh, it was kind of like um, Tomb Raider, but uh, just insert some monsters in there. And there's funny stories about that actual company that made Nightmare Creatures. A lot of like, um, 
a lot of um, shit happen with them and not paying their taxes and blah, 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 blah. What about did, Dino Crisis? Did you ever like Dino Crisis? Oh, dude, I didn't write that down, but Dino Crisis, the yeah. first one, I played the shit out of Dino Crisis. That was, that was awesome. That was the perfect combination of Jurassic Park meets Resident Evil. It was, that game was amazing. Yeah. I, I didn't write that down. I completely forgot about Dino Crisis. Yeah, that game. Oh, man, dude, I fucking loved it. And um, another one that's worth mentioning, at least for PlayStation, and if you have more, John, you could talk it to, uh, obviously, but uh, Clock Tower. Clock Tower. That game was um, not necessarily a great game, but had, like, the... Well, it was very... The way that game was set up was very fucking creepy with, like, the guy with the scissors coming. That game is where a lot of the PC games are now in terms of, like... I forget how they describe it, but basically it's it's fight or flight. There's no... There's no yeah, way. Like, there's right. no way you can fight back. In Resident Evil, you always it's like had, Outlast. Like you just right, gotta fucking right, hide exactly. Or Outlast, something. Outlast, Amnesia. Um, all these games now are kind of replicating what, what Clock Tower was one of the first games to do, where like you have no means other than evasion and hiding and uh, and something that you just stall to get away from this guy. And that yeah. and that had a tension of its own. Like at least in Resident Evil, you could fight back, and if you you knew that like until Resident Evil Three, at least you knew that like okay, if I if I can't fight all the enemies in this room. Then I'm just gonna get out, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna come back when I have enough, either enough shotgun shells. Which well, also, like I remember, <laughs> the funny thing in Clock Tower was like you try to like um, get away from this guy, and you try to run in a door, but the door would lead to like a drop off or something, and you just fall to your death. I know you just uh, go to a dead end, and you're like, do I hide in the closet? Do I yeah. hide in the bed? And there was like a 50-50 chance he was gonna find you or not find you. It was a cool game. It was you know like searching for clues and all that bullshit. It was it was a fun game. Um, do you have any other games pre uh, PS4 you wanted to? Uh, Parasite Eve. I don't know if you've ever oh, played that. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah, yeah Parasite Eve. Um, I was obsessed with Parasite Eve, too. It's funny. Like, I, man, I completely forgot about all these games. Yeah, Parasite Eve was fucking amazing, dude. I love that game. That was one of those games where it's almost a movie in the way that everything oh, goes. Oh, yeah, like, man. Every, like, everything is like a set piece. There's transitions with driving in a car. You get a sense of like... Was that a Capcom game? Who no, made? that was uh, Square. Okay. Yeah. Did they, they make a sequel to that or anything? There's Parasite Eve 1 and 2 that was on PlayStation. They made a shitty... They took a cell phone game, basically. It's called Parasite Eve Third Birthday, I believe. And they took that and uh, how's from the, a cell phone port and made it a PSP game. Uh, how's, the second, how's the second one? The second one's good, too. I never it's not played as, that. It's not as... To me, it's not as horror. Because afterwards, it kind of like... After the events of Parasite Eve, you kind of already know that, like, it's 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 commonly understood that, like, these things exist in the world, and, like... Right. It, nothing is, a, like, shocking as it is in the first one. But the first one, to me, was, like, almost shot... Like, when I look back on it now, I go back and play it, but uh, it feels like they filmed it like a movie. Right. Almost. Like, you yeah, have yeah. These, these different sets that you go to, the stages are set up, like, different scenes... And you have transitions with driving in a car and like you go back to your, you know, police headquarters and you get a sense of like time passing and events going on in New York City at the time. I believe that's where it takes place. Right. Um, and it's just like it all comes together and the, the, the CGI in it back then, it hasn't really aged well, but the CGI effects in that. Oh man, Parasite Eve, the first Parasite Eve, I was obsessed with that. That's funny. I didn't, it, well, I didn't write that down. And I do. It took things from the thing too, because you have normal oh, creatures yeah. that were affected yeah, yeah. by the parasite, and they kind of morphed in crazy new ways. And they had humans that would transform in front of you. Uh, speaking and a of a lot of it, looks just like the thing. The X, the the thing for that. I mean, I had it for Xbox. That game was right. fucking awesome too, man. Yep. Actually, and I was surprised they never really did anything with that because I thought that, and I still think that game would be amazing to do on a new fucking console. So fun story with that. I went to E3 2001 and 2002. Los Angeles, which is like their big, it's like one of the, it's like Mecca for um, video game conventions, at least it was back then. And uh, the thing was 
being promoted there, and John Carpenter was there. Oh yeah. Uh, getting so I have a John Carpenter autograph. That's the awesome. Poster from that. He's fucking yeah. John Carpenter's coming to Philly. Yeah. Uh, Keswick Theater, uh, I believe. Tickets go on sale. I don't remember who's going to playing. I want to say April. Tickets go on sale next week. I'm probably going to try to get tickets to that because I got to see Johnny. Um, what else was I going to say? Uh, yeah, you got like Dead Rising on 360. Dead Rising is why I bought an Xbox to begin with. That Three, was like that's why I bought a 360. Dawn of the Dead. Realized. It was 360, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is um, exactly why I bought. It was a, a 360 launch title. Too. It was a launch title, and it was a, that was that was a huge deal. I and mean, I love that game too, man. And that, that game's a, a good. You, a, a, it's my it's my one fault with that game. I wish they had an extra mode. After the fact, where they took all the time away from it, time so you can was just, so you can just play, yep. Yep. you can just play and just kill as many zombies. But I, like, it, it's still built to the tension of like, you need to get it from point A to point B in a certain amount of time. If you want to rescue everybody, you have to be at a certain place at a certain time. Right. And so it helps. It helps the game out. But at the same time, I wish I could just turn that off and just play. Yeah, I felt the same way, and I did love that game so much. It, particularly like the when I got it, I was just like obsessed with that fucking game, man. Obsessed with it. Plus the way they did the boss fights with the psychos and like having it like each each one being like a kind of like a horror what, trope. What was that game called that was uh it was like a it was a Dreamcast exclusive with zombies? Blue Stinger? Mm. Zombie Revenge? Zombie Revenge. That yeah. was I think a PC game or not a PC, uh, an arcade game that they ported to Zombie Revenge was fucking fun, dude. If I remember correctly. We had Dream my brother had Dreamcast, so that was his. That's one of the ten games that I own for that system stuff. <laughs> that was a fun that was a fun game. It was um, like a co- it's a co op game or like it was really like Japanese and right. like yeah, one, yeah, one yeah, guy yeah. was like a do you have a sword or something? Oh or? yeah, and what I gotta mention before we fucking start going to newer systems, fucking Aliens vs. Predator, dude, for Super Nintendo. That shit was fucking amazing. Yes. Um, the, the arcade version was really really good oh the arcade version was a million times better but the fucking the the SNES game was really fucking cool well if we're gonna talk about Aliens vs Predator Aliens 3 was really good too I don't know if you played that for what well both systems but I played it primarily on Super Nintendo Aliens I never played that one. Oh no you know what I remember seeing you remember uh, like it's a side scroller I do remember it you're like welding doors shut I do and I I actually I did never I never played that game but I do remember it now I do remember it Um, that had really good music and you could just put in a code and skip to it and fight the queen at the end and yeah and, and stuff but that had really good animations and stuff too but. any other games you want to hit up before we go to the the newer stuff no we can skip ahead all right no i mean what do you got i'm i, I have to rock my brain but we can skip ahead <laughs> there's there's plenty to talk about i can talk no, about i know dude. overblood and there's like right. alone in the dark and there's yeah. so many other games oh, okay. that like yeah, yeah. i mean silent hill we could go on for oh, si- well shit. we should not we'll, we'll we hit should that not, stuff we up. should not gloss over silent hill yeah, no. I Silent mean, Hill was awesome. Silent Hill was, I, and I only ever like Silent Hill is another game that I only played the first one, and I never played any other ones. Uh, well, Silent Hill Two is regarded widely regarded as the best in a series. Silent Hill, Silent Hill had the effect on me like Resident Evil did. It, it did, it, yeah, it's yeah. Just yeah. A, a, Same. A different type of horror, the supernatural horror, and my God, is that game? I gotta mention also that game good? for 360. Uh, Alan Wake, I fucking really like that game a lot. Um, that was super creepy for me, at least. Alan Wake, or it was an homage to Twin Peaks, basically. Right. It, no, Alan Wake is great. I, yeah. it, I never found Alan Wake scary, but I found like the it was way... creepy. I didn't find it scary either, but well, it was just weird and creepy. I, I love games like that where they they make everything feel lived in. When you like first go to the town and and you're meeting, you're like going into the diner and you're meeting people, and it feels like. This is an actual real place. This is actually like something yeah. that exists in America. Right. And you go through like the, the the things that make that game are the environmental design. Like if you look, there's so much detail. And and this is like a, a video game, like a gamer like buzzword, but like it's it's called contextual storytelling. It's basically telling a story 
without anything going on. You go into a room, and, and games that are really good for that are Fallout. Yeah. Fallout's one of those games where you can go into an abandoned building and, like, see, like, you know, a skeleton in a tub and see, like, a toaster in the tub and go, okay, that guy killed himself with a fucking toaster in his tub. Right, right. It, it tells you the story by just, like, seeing objects in the environment. And that's that's one of those games. Silent Hill is really good for that, too, of, like, when you go into the, some of the buildings. Yeah. Um, um, okay, let's just go into some newer games, I guess. Um, we got, uh, for me, oh, so I want to tell you, we were just talking about Atlas. We just downloaded that on PS4 because it was like on. Uh, oh, like was a, that on PS4? Oh, they, they had so like, they had a sale going for like four dollars, and I was like, oh, yes. "Fuck yeah, four dollars!" So I, it was when we had that all that snow and shit. I'm like, "Steph, we're downloading this. We're playing it." Holy shit! I made Steph play it because I was like, "I down." We downloaded um, Slenderman: The Arrival before right. for f- shits and giggles. Holy shit! Steph couldn't even watch me play that because she was having panic attacks. So I downloaded Atlas. I'm like, four bucks. All right, Steph get ready you're playing this game i was like i'm not playing it you're playing it so she's like okay i'll play it so she fucked oh my you god you should have recorded dude, that dude you should have recorded that she got about like 10 minutes 10 or 15 minutes in the game right. she's fucking well not even dude she got like five minutes in the game she's shitting her pants already she's like i can't play this game jess i can't play it she's like what do i do what do i do i was like you're running out of fucking goddamn uh uh you're running out of your video camera batteries you gotta find more batteries so she's in a room in the dark or whatever she fuck i never heard like steph isn't like a person that's easily frightened but she fucking screamed, legitimately screamed out loud, loud as fucking shit, and, and it wasn't even that far into the game in the part when you're first touched by, like, a guy. He, like, yeah. grabs your shoulder, and you right. turn around, it's like a weird bald dude, and he kind of, like, throws you off the thing. Right. She screams, she's like, I can't fucking play this anymore, dude, I can't, we need to take a break. <laughs> that game, that game had so much hype to it that I didn't want to play it for, I, I'm, a, I'm a grown-ass fucking man, I was a police officer, That's, that fucking shit scares the bejesus out of me, because... It plays so well into perspective. It's it, what it does. It does so well, which scares me to death to think about what we can do with VR technology now. That oh, that's yeah, getting man. out there. If you took Outlast and made it VR, that game is pretty pretty fucking beautiful to look it's, at too. It's intense. The, the no, it's really are... really well done to yeah. the point where like when you have the um, what is it infrared or like night vision and you go into oh, the room. Yeah. It's very early in the beginning. You go into the room and like the one security guard grabs you and tells you to get out of there. Right. Like he's and he's like impaled. And you turn around and like this guy's you, swaying on the. You f- see all hanging. the severed heads that are sitting on the um the shelves, and there's like a little glistening in their eyes from how the night vision is playing into their retina. Right. And you kind of see that play into all the severed yeah. heads that are kind of like their eyes are glazed over. I was surprised because like I mean I saw just tra- that little detail. I saw trailers for it. and I was like, okay, yeah, it looks good. But then we played the game. I was like, this game is fucking beautiful looking yeah. game. It really is. Like yeah. I mean, I. I Four fucking bucks for that shit? Yep. You can't complain about that. Uh, really, 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 really awesome game. Um, and then Steph was uh, Steph played until dawn, which is what we tried to talk about before, and um, that game was just super. I mean, I can't recommend that game enough as a as someone who's into horror and you know slashers uh, in general. It's something that's always been attempted throughout the years, and what we tried to want to go into, like when we first started to think about this this segment of the podcast i wanted to go into like the where that came from because if you grew up in the 90s and stuff you had sega cd and there was games like night trap um and all those fmv games where they tried to do what the hell was night trap dude night trap was the game that like it, it came about in the you know the you said you had sega cd yeah yeah that was out of my league. that was i think it was initially a, a a pc game if i'm not mistaken and then they, okay. they ported it to sega cd that was one of those it's kind of a really interesting history but basically in a nutshell 
that and Mortal Kombat was what I don't know if you remember like the Joe Lieberman yeah. stuff where they, yeah, yeah, they were yeah. trying to like, oh, yeah, it was yeah. like video games are violent they're corrupting our youth oh yes Night Trap was used as one of those examples really because like they had Dana, <laughs> Dana Plato and like Girls so in a Slumber Party but it was one of those games where like they basically this is like this weird kind of media convergence where they took the film industry and they tried to take the film because everything was FMV so you're filming it like a movie but then you need to let you need to have a layer of interactivity over to make it a video game. Right. So they they basically took a, a video game studio had to figure out how do we shoot things like Hollywood mm. to the point where before that all those all those games kind of went by the wayside. They they had their own production studio. They had their own film studio. They hired their own actors. They had people writing scripts. And some of the people and I forget her name off the top of my head, but like one of the one of the people was a director for Pet Cemetery. Oh, really? She directed one of these FMV games. There's actually a lot of that where like people that would go on to make horror films in the 80s and early 90s right. were actually being included in this and making these games. Mm. And then you fast forward to something like Until Dawn. That's like to me the dream realized finally, where we have this interactive horror game. Right. You're you're playing the person. You make the decisions. You figure out what's best. Which how you would play it. Not to mention, play it. not to mention, like a lot of legit, legitimate actors do tons of voice work right. for video games now. It's crazy, and it's like you were saying with virtual reality, dude. Like I imagine, I imagine, like all right, dude. Picture when you were like a little fucking kid playing shitty ass Nintendo games, and look at. Imagine if you could show a kid when you were younger playing a Nintendo game. Uh, you could show him Super Mario first game, and right. then you could show him fucking Until Dawn. The kid would just fucking he would right. jump out a fucking window and kill himself because he would not fucking <laughs> comprehend what the fuck was going on. Right. Because I remember when I saw, I mean, I remember when I saw fucking you know whatever the first game I would played. Uh, we'll just say for the hell of it. I remember when we were playing fucking Castlevania. I was like, this game is fucking amazing. Right. You show a kid, and then take that same kid, put him in a scenario where you're showing him until dawn. That kid would, his head would just fucking explode like scanners. He'd that, be like, he, his brain would not know what the fuck. To that do. to me is also like the people that are slightly older than us that remember like Atari and right. Do you remember Texas? Oh, oh yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre was, was like on Atari. It's just a green blob. <laughs> to me, is hilarious. But even I have never played that, but I did. I've, even I've watched YouTube even the videos. green blob of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre to of Leatherface to Jason in Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. It's night and day difference. Like I can see every detail in. And, and Jason and Friday the 13th because they have his pixelated hockey mask right. and his pixelated machete. You're like, like this and now, yeah. you're, and now you're like, I don't like that background. It's a little pixelated. Well, like, guess what? Fucking goddamn Leatherface was just a pixel. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> oh my god, this green blob that has sort of a chainsaw. It looks, could be a dick. It could be a chainsaw. I don't know. But yeah. like, yeah, that's that's funny. Oh, shit. Um, make more games like Until Dawn. Oh, my make God. Make more hard games. I, I mean, Please, seriously. if you guys are listening to this, Please make more games like Until Dawn. Well, it's like the fucking... Uh, I mean, I'm super goddamn hype, and I hope something... I hope amazingness comes from the, the new Friday the 13th, man. I really hope so, like it is it is realized as it should be, and it's not just hype, you Oh, know? The, the Kickstarter game? Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot of things with Kickstarters where you see, like, you know, they're, they're fully funded, and they reach their goals, and then nothing ever happens to the game, and then it's never... The game is made or it's never published and i hope it actually comes out because i am super 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 fucking stoked for that game the best thing they can do with that is to to just come fully complete it don't don't pussyfoot around and yeah. release half finished versions of it for people to see well wait till it's completely done and just blindside people with it's it. like for me um and i don't know what your thoughts are on the game it's like when when Splatterhouse was finally fucking given like a uh, second life and put on, I believe, Xbox. I don't know if it was Xbox 360. It was, it was Xbox, Xbox 360. Was it 360? Yep. Mm -hmm. And I remember playing that game. And I mean, for me personally, I wanted to fucking throw that game the fuck out the window. I was like, this is not what I wanted this game to become. It was pretty, 
For me, it was uh, I, I fucking hated that game. I really fucking hated it because it, it was it was touted as like a as a it was touted as like a God of War type thing where you could the enemies were so big and you could crawl on them and it was not done to the fucking crispness that God of War has done in whatsoever. It was very very well, well, that, fucking shoddy. You, you have to remember when the first Splatterhouse games came out, those those games that were that violent, right, were very exceedingly rare. There were not many games of of that nature that were that violent. Yeah. And so, but the game design in the new one was so weak to me. It, well, that's part of it too. And the other part of it was is that now we were so we we've been so desensitized with gore in video games that like when Splatterhouse like it's, that that was the niche for Splatterhouse right. was that we're the goriest game and we're scary. Well, it's like you, re, you now were, you're not. I mean, I know you remember when Contra came back and Contra was on what was it PS2 or something. Oh, those Contra games sucked. The new Contra game, I fucking loved it. You didn't like which, it? Which which one? The Shattered Soldier. No, which, the one, the the, the 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 really well done reboot of Contra that was, I thought it was PlayStation 2, I could be wrong. Uh, I loved it when I'm you gonna were, go out and let me say the only Contra that I've liked past Super Nintendo Contra. Oh, Super Nintendo Contra is amazing. Was Contra, I think it's Contra 4, it's on 3DS or DS, and it's a portable game. Oh, okay, all so those you didn't console, like that one. I love that one, dude. All those 3D console Contras did not oh, translate Jesus Christ. to like Contra. I, I liked it a lot. Um, What the fuck else was I gonna say? I don't remember. Because that's the thing, is that Contra was like the mainstay side-scrolling shooter. Right. And it's day. Oh. And there were so many since then that when they brought it back Doom, again for PlayStation When Doom 2, was redone, I fucking loved that shit, Doom dude. 3. Doom 3 is really good because Doom 3 was scary. Yeah. And I fucking loved that shit. When you gotta remember, that. too, they, John Carmack spent years making that engine specifically for that game. All right. And that engine went on to Did live. You, have you heard about that Amazon just released their game engine for free? This new game engine right. for yep. free. Yep. And you're able to just uh it's basically gonna I mean that's pretty cool in a way, but they're doing it obviously to make some money and they're gonna make some money off it on the back end, I think, the as, back you, end. as you as you make it or whatever. Build, yeah. You build your you know, yeah. they'll host all your shit, but right. then obviously you want them to host your stuff, that's gonna cost you some money. But that's fucking cool, man, because right. there's a legit good engine and we could see some really cool stuff from that. Um and yeah, I mean I'm excited to see like what games are gonna come out of this because uh you know, like we were just saying, you see you know, hold Mario next to the fucking most current game. Yeah. That's my life cycle up I, to, you know, if th I had to 33 years of age. If I had to predict anything, I think you're going to see more Until Dawn stuff because back when they were doing the... I want interactive porn games. Well, they're already doing that. And I want... I want they're to, doing... They're doing... There's going to be a whole... <laughs> like, honestly, they're doing a whole subset of the art porn. I want to be able to just, like, fuck a weird alien bitch. I want, I want to fuck the queen alien. Someone make this happen, all right? They're doing POV VR porn, and it's and it's and it's fucking crazy from what I hear. That's it's, what I hear too. Yeah, <laughs> I, and I've heard that too from but, like. The, but we're gonna uh, get we're gonna get to the point where it's like surrogates, where like people oh, aren't oh, leaving yeah, the yeah, yeah. people are just fucking dry cum. Well, that's that's all over the place. I mean, John like not leaving their fucking hypo chairs. We know this is inevitable, so let's just accept we're gonna be it. slugs like in Wally. <laughs> just, let's just accept this. Um, all right, real quick, let's. I mean, Fallout Four, dude. You're John has uh. I don't have a lot of expendable time right now, and I wish I fucking did. Uh, I spend two hours commuting to work and two hours commuting back to work, and then when I'm not commuting, I'm working on this podcast and editing things and working on uh, my... Jesse, Jesse, put your, put your vagina back. I'm working comments. on my music project. Um, so much salt over here. Oh, that's right, guys. I do music. I don't talk about my music, but if you want to check out my music, Where the Bodies Are Buried, on SoundCloud. You can listen to my fat fucking electronic beats. It's not dubstep bullshit. It's good stuff. Is it uns uns? No, it's not uns uns either. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to label what it is. Just listen to it. If you like it, you like it. If you hate it, I'm a unique snowflake. Come and fucking take my dick to the base if you don't like it. Um. So yeah, Fallout Four, man. John, how many hours did you put in that fucking thing? Let's let's embar embarrass yourself and tell me. 
over 80. That's crazy. Oh, that's not probably bad. close to 100. That's because I had to go back through. <laughs> like I, I went back through and got every Dude. ending. So like you have oh. to add like my time that I got is not the accurate that's time crazy. on my last save file. So Fucking it's probably crazy. close to 100 hours. That's insane. I don't know, man. Uh, I I don't know how much I've put on there. Actually, it's it's not anywhere near 100. Um, but I'm having a blast with Fallout 4. And, uh, I, I, John's like John is a gamer in every sense of the word. Where I'm more is like I love video games. Um, but I'm kind of a person that picks one that I really really want to play, and I play the shit out of it. Where John fucking plays everything under the fucking sun. It's could true. be could be anything, dude. It could be like. Pokemon. No. Blah, 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 blah. John's like, I'm gonna play that game too. I'm gonna put fucking 100 hours into that shit. <laughs> nah, but I'm just fucking with him. But yeah, man, I don't know. We should probably dedicate more of, a, of an episode to Fallout 4 because uh, I feel like we're just gonna gloss over too much shit. And we've already talked for quite a while, so. Fallout 4, man. Um, what, what was one of the highlights of the game for you? Just name one thing off the top of your head and I'll go for me. Uh, it was one of the things you really super dug. And I don't care if it's a spoiler alert for me because I've heard fucking. I've heard t- stories out the ass. I remember for me, I remember when I first encountered the f- the first time I encountered like the uh, what is it, the Mirelurk Queen. I yeah. was like, what the fuck is this fucking thing? At the um the castle mm-hmm. uh, when you have to defend, and I thought there was only going to be one, and then next thing I know, there's like fucking three fucking Mirelurk Queens like in other places, and I was like, what the fuck is that, dude? See, that, I- that game is so successful on so many levels, yeah. but but this. It did fail in a lot of ways, but it's it's so fucking any fun of those of a game, any man. of those open world games. The pacing is completely different for everybody because they always put so much urgency on the main storyline mission. Right, you're like, oh man, especially this one that was compelling. Like, I have to f- I have to find my son. Where is he? I haven't even, dude. I've done so many side yeah. quests, and I've done and then to the point where you forget about that. The main so, quest. so the urgency loses itself, and that's that's a criticism everybody has of Fallout. That's my, but that's what I like about the game, honestly. That I can just go off and do my own thing and right. do these fucking missions, right? Because I find, I nine times out of ten, I find the fucking side quests more compelling than the main story. Anyway, I mean, there's. I find that's what I enjoy about well, the game. I, I, I think that goes back to the X-File syndrome of, like, I like those little one-shots. Like right. They're, like, they're self-contained storylines. And then the overarching storyline, eh, it's hit or miss. Yeah, yeah. You and, know? And, like, so. I, I didn't even... And I played all the other Fallout games, and I've put, like, like 100 hours into the in Fallout 3, and then probably, like, 100 into New Vegas, and I never fucking even beat either one of them. The main quest, I played all the side shit and until I got but sick you got, of it. But you got your money's worth out of oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. They're fun as fuck games. I love them. Uh, and Fallout 4 is really no exception. And the de- I, I, I kind of broke Fallout 4, and that's why my experience is so yeah, different. Yeah, dude, I'm jealous as shit because you got that fucking exploding shotgun, right? right? So, like, I got that maybe 40% of the way through the game. So, and right I, now I have a fucking... It's like a, I have a shotgun. My best weapon... And, dude, I've been, like, really pissed off because I can't find good weapons. And I've got, like, the cryo gun thing that you mm-hmm. can... And I've uh, got... I got a bunch of, like the legendary weapons but none of them is really like really super badass i've got like really a lot of the lame legendary weapons the one legendary weapon i got is like a shotgun but it's not an exploding shotgun but it does like 150 damage that's like the best thing i have right now but i need fucking better weapons dude but I, right now i got um what the hell is his name uh what's the fucking uh mutant super mutant's name that joins you strong yeah strong is with me now i'm doing like uh the last quest i just completed was um What's the synth guy name? The um, fucking Valentine. Nick Valentine. Valentine. I just like rescued him from the vault thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm all over the place, man. I haven't even been doing shit in order. I've probably been doing like um, I've probably been doing missions that are way too fucking out of my league. But I've been doing them anyway and just barely getting through them. But it's super fucking fun. I think I'm like at a level 30 now or something like that. 
the, the setting for me has always been the major draw. And like I said before, the contextual storytelling and fallout, like going through this world that feels lived in. Yeah. And it feels like there's always... Some... I want Steph to play it so bad, dude, and she wants to, but... I, I, I think it's an, a, a great game for people that are casual gamers that like... Because you can do it at your own pace. You're not... You can you're, figure it's it out. It's not structured. You can just go and do your own thing. And if you and die a million times, it really don't fucking matter. Right. There's no right or wrong way to go about it. I know people that stayed in the settlement for a very long time just building their base up. Oh, my God, dude. I know. There. I, um, I've done a little bit of that, but then I was like, this isn't really leading to anything, so... They, that's the problem. That's, that's one of my criticisms is that they they don't give you enough reasons to build up the base because I, I started doing it, you know, in the beginning. They, nobody really knew, like, how often you need to get attacked and, yeah. like really what it would translate to but really it translates to nothing you don't have to do anything are you gonna there. um are you gonna play it on survival mode now with the dlc that's coming out with like the diseases and shit it's like who's no. gonna do that at this point that would have been cool as like a release thing but now that you're revamping it no one's interested in doing survival mode now i mean there probably are some people but for the majority of people are on to the next game at this point like the dlc is where it's gonna the dlc is where people will come back and play the actual game whereas like revamp in survival mode i don't think that's really gonna be a big no deal. i'm gonna come back and when they do the far harbor far DLC, harbor looks amazing that's I'll supposed do, to be I'll huge do that right and i'll play with yeah it's a, a from what i understand it's a, a huge island and it's an a, it's an addition to the actual map the regular map or is it a whole i'm gonna other... i'm gonna guess how they're gonna do it like they did i don't know if you remember the fallout 3 dlc where like yeah, yeah, yeah. pittsburgh and stuff i'm imagining you're just gonna fast travel to another whole other mini map right okay and, and yeah, you're yeah, just yeah. Gonna, a whole other overworld and you're just gonna play there but uh I'm just gonna wait till they, they release Far Harbor and I'll play with the robot system, the robot DLC that they that's have, cool. and like the capturing the live animals. And the stuff. capturing and, looks and it could be um, could be neat. Uh, and no. I'll play with it back then. But right now, there's like uh, there's so much stuff that I'm playing right now. That, I can't imagine how the fuck you play all this shit, dude. I don't fucking know. I see you buy shit all the time. You're like, just got all these games. How the fuck do you play all these fucking games? I don't. John? A lot of the games are still factory sealed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a oh, look. Shit. Full disclosure: I'm a collector, and yeah, and no, collectors yeah. stay Listen, on top of that. Ain't it's nothing different. wrong with that, buddy. But uh, everybody's got to have their thing. Um, yeah. So, right, and then just like just hit a couple more things. We talked about the new the Fallout um, DLC that's coming out. The new Outlast trailer. Did you see that? It's fucking creepy, dude. Outlast two. Outlast two. Yeah. Oh, I had no idea that they were making a sequel. Yeah. That's great. The trailer was fucking awesome. It looks like it's gonna be religious themed, kind of out in the woods. That's kind of why I downloaded the first Outlast because I was like, if this is what the second one's looking like, we gotta fucking play the first one because oh, that shit looks amazing. The trailer is really cool. It, like, you see like fire burning and then it pans back and you see like an inverted cross and it's like a guy saying all this like r like religious parables and all this. It's, it looks like it's that's gonna be really 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 sweet. Um, I don't. I think that comes out this year actually. Uh, I did see there's a game on Steam called Layer of Fear. That's I didn't another, even... another horror game. Yeah, that, I think that's out now. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Have you played that game for the people who made um, what is it? Am is it Amnesia or Amnesiac or whatever? It's Amnesia. Yeah. What's his new game called? When you're you're underground, you're on un you're underwater, and there's like uh, uh, I have it. Uh, Soma. Soma. Yeah. So is it, yeah, I have you... it on PS4 actually. Did you play it yet? I haven't played it yet. I actually, to... I wanted to save it because I kind of wanted to. If we ended up recording, I kind of that's one of the first things I wanted to do. Yeah, dude, let's do that because I want to play that game actually. I was gonna download. So that if you guys guy. are gonna be into that, let Jesse know through Instagram and all that kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. Well, so we I mean, can kind of gauge interest. Well, what's your fucking? Do, do, what do you do? You PS4 or Xbox 360. Or Xbox One, sorry. I'm so old. The what, do you, what do you think I have? I don't know, dude. You just, you just fucking, <laughs> you get all this stuff. What do you think I have? Both. I have everything. Say both. I have everything. All right. So Public. Like... I have everything. <laughs> and uh, lastly, the fucking new Doom trailer, dude. Holy fucking shit! I'm gonna be fucking pre-ordered. 
I'm going to be coming in my pants with that game. We'll you should be- pre-order the collector's edition to get a cool fucking statue. What is it of? The Revenant. The the, you the skeleton with the, the skeleton with oh, the, uh, dude, yeah, missile, yeah, the, the missiles missile on things. his shoulder. How much is it? One thirty. You fucking. Asshole. But you can get it twenty percent off if you get the Gamers Club unlocked. When does that when, when does that come out? August, I think. All right. Soon. No, fuck, dude. That's probably gonna happen. All right. Statue looks good too. All right. That's the first segment of this, guys. We know it's kind of loose, but we'll get we'll get it more structured and we'll focus on certain things. But as a first, we want to you know it's cool to get background on what me and Johnny like. John's gonna be always be a part of this uh, segment because uh, he's kind of my fallback on these things. I play games, but not nearly on the level this guy does, and he fucking knows his shit inside and out. I know the horror stuff, but John, his fucking balls are made of fucking pixels, buddies. When you look at John's crotch, it just looks like pixels. You can't see a dick. It's just like... <laughs> Japanese porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all fucking blurred out. All right. Um, so next up, you guys are going to listen to some motherfucking trailer trash. <laughs> Something in the streets. Something in the shadows. Something in the dark. That kills. You're trying to tell me two kids did this? She's got a statement from an eyewitness that said she saw the kids attack her. Officer! Oh, thank God it's you. The head was unstable and there was a deceleration injury. You think a cop did this? Why not? You automatically assumed that it was a police officer instead of some lunatic son of a bitch dressed up like a cop. He didn't kill the girl. He wanted a witness. He'll kill again. He enjoys killing. He strikes without cause. Without mercy. Who's he killing? Pushers? Hustlers? Help me! Quick! Innocent people. Maniac cop? He may be getting information from inside the department. That means he is one of us. When the killer is a cop, there's danger in every badge. You're not gonna get me. Suspicion in every uniform. Since when is my personal life any of your business? Since your wife was found dead in a motel room. When a cop turns killer, no one is safe. You see a cop, you crossed to the other side of the street. He'll find you wherever you are. Bye, squad. He'll destroy you, whoever you are. Broke out of your cell, you killed them all. It wasn't me, it was somebody else. I didn't do any of this. Now they think they got the guilty man, so you'll be free to get to the mayor and the commissioner. Reason cannot stop him. Bullets cannot kill him. This is one maniac you'll have to face alone or die. The choice is yours. You can fight him. Remain silent forever. Starring Bruce Campbell from Evil Dead, Maniac Cop. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. A 
And now for our feature presentation, Maniac Cop from 1988. And we have a plethora of information for you fucktards right now, okay? The budget for this movie was one million dollars. A little over that, but for the sake of numbers, we will say a million dollars. The gross in the USA, $671,000 and some change. Sad trombone music. Yeah, weren't, weren't. people were like, I don't like that silly putty looking guy. He wasn't that scary. It just looked like he ate too much. Looked, he looked like a hamster that had overstuffed cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> I was filmed in New York and L.A., mostly L.A. I think it was only filmed in New York for like three fucking days, even though it's supposed to take place in New York. Uh, music was by Jay Chataway, who also did the music in Silver Bullet, uh, Maniac, Vigilante on. If you have not seen Vigilante, I recommend seeing Vigilante, and obviously Maniac, but I recommend 100% seeing Vigilante. That is a fucking great ass movie. Uh, exploitation movie. I believe that's from the late 70s. Uh, and he worked on music in Star Trek, believe it or not. Directed by William Lustig. And he also directed Maniac, Vigilante, and Maniac Cop 2 and 3, as well as two triple X features, Hot Honey and The Violation of Claudia. Makes sense. He's like, Claudia, spread your fucking dirty penny because I'm getting in it. Uh, and it was written by Larry Cohen, the amazing Larry Cohen, uh, writer on It's Alive, The Stuff. Oh my God, if you have not seen The Stuff, and I want to do The Stuff on this podcast so fucking bad. So we'll get to it sooner or later. Uh, Return to Salem's Lot, which was wet diarrhea dribbling down your butt cheeks and your butts flapping. Uh, God told me to, you want to watch a movie that will disturb you and give you weird emotions and make you hate yourself, and make you hate religion, watch God Told Me To. And you will see a hermaphroditic angel, and you will be like, yes, everything is is delicious in the world. Taglines for this movie, my friends. You have the right to remain silent forever. Sometimes help can be dangerous. That's (laughs) fucking stupid. That is like, oh my God. They should have stuck with the first one. That worked so well. Sometimes help can be dangerous. Um, this one time I asked this guy for some help to get like a can of green beans off the shelf, and he straight up dropped that can of green beans right on my head, and I, I, I was feeling pretty dumb. And the last one's not. Oh my god, is it worse than that the one? The last one's probably I don't know worse, but bad. He prefers to kill instead of protect. <laughs> Why not just to protect oh, and kill? Fuck. Me and John remember this movie a lot better in our minds than it ended up being. Oh my god! Uh, and not to the j- point where I regret yeah. that we actually did. this And movie. John's not even at fault at that because I 100 yeah. percent thought it was a lot better than it ended up being because I haven't watched this movie in so long. All right, this movie stars the great Tom Atkins who plays Frank. He was in Halloween Three, Night of the Creeps, Escape from New York, The Fog, Two Evil Eyes, Creep Show, and Lethal Weapon. You got to know Tom Atkins if you're a horror fan. Know Tom Atkins if you don't. Uh, just fucking go throw yourself out a window. That's all I can really tell you. Uh, and then much like Tom Atkins, you should know who Bruce Campbell is. He plays Jack. What is this character? What is this Bruce Campbell in? Might you ask? If you're a fucking artard, you, evil you should know these things. He's evil, an evil Des. Evil Des. Uh, Army, Des of, <laughs> Army of Darkness, obviously. He's in a movie called Intruder. 
kind of crappy movies and moon trap kind of crappy movie dark man people lose their shit over dark man me personally not a fan you want to hate on me for that hey hate on j-dog i don't give a fuck i don't like dark man you got probs liam neeson's dumb i don't like him i got i got issues with liam neeson all right but you guys can enjoy your dark man waxwork too that's a wet butt cheek right there i'm gonna give you Mind Hotep. Oh, Baba Hotep, man. Baba Hotep's amazing. Love Baba Hotep. Uh, Mind Warp. He's in that with uh, Angus Scrim. Congo. Oh, fucking shit. Oh, I forgot about Congo. Amy want banana. Amy want apple. Amy, Amy want. Amy want Bruce Campbell cock. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking worst movie. Uh, And then speaking of worst movie, Escape from L.A. Piece of shit movie, but I actually like Bruce Campbell's character and he plays like the plastic surgeon with the weird face in it. Oh, yeah. Also Mm -hmm. in fargo recently very 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 good show cannot speak highly enough about the both seasons of fargo have you not seen them do yourself a favor uh well, he plays the gipper quit your job for a week watch fargo and then get find another job because jobs aren't important people he plays reagan yeah he's the he's he's the reagan well and well. <laughs> obviously he's in ash vs. evil dead as well Come ash vs. evil dead get it right the days you guys must know this uh i'm not telling you stuff you don't know but for the sake of uh talking about the movie i will do that richard roundtree uh shaft he, yeah exactly you don't know who richard roundtree is you should he's in shaft. Sh- every shaft thing and he's in other things but really come on let's break it down he's in shaft i'm not even gonna fucking mention the rest of the things he's in he plays commissioner pike and how do you say that guy's name john robert what is it the czar Zadar, but like Zadar. I, that's that's his stage name his actual last name is zardusky oh okay there you go uh he plays matt um officer what is it cordell or something matt cordell he is in oh man i love this guy's background it's fucking amazing grotesque which i just watched like last week which is a linda blair movie that has the most amazing artwork you've ever fucking seen and the movie does not pan out to the artwork whatsoever cinematography Huh? Artwork? What do you mean artwork? Artwork from the like the the movie from like the the poster for the movie. Oh, okay. It looks really amazing. It looks like it's going to be like a slasher, um, and like a punk movie with like mutants in it because mm-hmm. there's all this weird shit on the cover. Yes, all those things are involved, but it does not equate to a good movie. <laughs> it's like <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> He's in a Cherry Two Thousand. I've seen that movie as well. Believe it or not, it's like a post-apocalyptic movie. Tango and Cash. Oh man, Tango and Cash. That's a fucking. That's a real gem right there. This movie I've never seen, but I want to see it now. It's called A Gnome Named Norm. <laughs> I saw that. I was wondering what I that was. was. Like, I looked at the fucking... I clicked on it because I had to see what it was. And dude, look at the fucking VHS cover for A Gnome Named uh, Norm. That shit's choice. Is it softcore porn? No, it's just really cheesy. Like It's like a little gnome guy with like another like guy standing next to him. It looks like a lawyer or something. I don't fucking know. Uh, he's in Maniac Cop 2 and 3, and he's in Frogtown 2. Holy fucking shit. All right. I know, I'm t- I know I'm telling you guys to watch a lot of movies right now, but I don't tell you to watch a movie unless it has something that you can enjoy from it. And Frogtown 2 is definitely a movie you can enjoy for its fucking pure bullshit crappiness. Oh, man, dude. Frogtown 2 fucking a man watch that movie and just pleasure yourself i don't know i don't know uh next up what is that laureen landon oh we gotta go over are we gonna go over his backstory at all who Uh, oh yeah yeah let me go over this real quick and you can uh i don't got anything on that but you can definitely hit me up on that let me talk about these other last two people real quick um lauren landon uh she plays Teresa. Teresa or mallory Teresa Mallory. Her Mallory's her last name. Oh, okay. Because they kept calling her Mallory, and I was like fucking yeah. confused. Yeah, you know right. cops refer to each other by their last stupid. name. Stupid. All right. Yeah, cops are stupid. Right, John? Am I right? 
Go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, you have the right to go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, she was in America 3000, which is another, like Cherry 2000, America 3000. Listen, if you ever see a movie and it's followed by a thousand, it takes place. Go, go it, see that movie because Escape 2000 is fucking awesome. <laughs> it takes place in a post, post-apocalyptic world. If it's like Turd 2000, um, Hamster 1000, it's a post-apocalyptic movie. If it has a th- anything in the thousands next to it, it's a post-apocalyptic. I'm telling you right now. Airplane 2, <laughs> uh, Full Moon High, she's in the stuff. She plays a very sp- small part in the stuff, but she's in it. Um, it's Alive 3, and she's in Maniac Cop 2. I don't know if she's just in flashbacks in Maniac, Maniac Cop 2, or she's actually in it. I haven't seen Maniac don't know. Cop 2. And uh, Sam Raimi makes a little uh, cameo in this movie. Cameo. The director makes a cameo, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I didn't know who the fuck that guy was, so I didn't write it down. But Sam Raimi is like the parade reporter towards the end, and yep. you know who Sam Raimi is. Don't make me even tell you who he is. Evil Dead, Dark Man, Spider Man, The Quick and the Dead, Drag Me to Hell, Ash vs. Evil Dead, blah blah blah. blah, 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 blah. All right, John, what do you got on the weird looking bread faced guy? So that's Robert uh, Zadar. Oh, Zadarski. So he actually, this was his breakout role. Like after people saw him in Maniac Comp, apparently everybody wanted him to be typecasted as a villain. So that's why he's in a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Since then, but uh, I just wanted to see him like in a lot of subway commercials eating sandwiches because his fucking jaw is so big. It looks like he can crack walnuts with that jaw. You can do a lot of things with that jaw. Sucking. I actually thought he had the same condition as the dude in um uh Cher's movie. What the fuck was shit? Oh my god, dude! Yeah. Fucking the mask. It's, yeah, it's elephant. It's elephantitis. Yeah, which is what he has. But does uh, he really he have has, it? No, but he has. Um, it's called acromegalia. Cherubism. Cherubism. Oh my god, cherubism. That's what which you gives him his jawline. It's basically like a, a deformity. Yeah. just just strictly on his jaw. That's weird. But man. um, it's funny because if you click on cherubism on Wikipedia, it's, it's like a little the, naked angel baby. It's no, it's <laughs> it's like an Asian woman. It's like an Asian woman with round face, basically. Uh, <laughs> <It's so fucking laughs> a little cherub. Uh, but uh, so part of his backstory is he was a Chicago police officer for a brief period of time. Oh, but he was also a Chippendales dancer. <laughs> So that's it. thank God you did this, John. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God. I guess kind of one translates to the other Dude. a little bit, but like that, it makes the, the shower scene makes so much as, more sense now in this movie. He can grind up on me as long as he's got like a paper <laughs> bag over his head because he, he had like a pretty chiseled body, but his face was just like, whoa. That, that this, the shower scene later on in the movie where yes. his backstory was Dude. so fucking weird. It was erotic. It was, it was weird, oddly like, erotic. I was watching, moaning. It, yeah, I was watching it at 3 a.m. last night and I mean, this morning and, and, and Steph was. Steph was sleeping and I had like kind of a hard on so I just walked over to Steph as she was sleeping and I was just like I was looking at Steph and I was like oh, I just kept thinking of Rob's chin and I and I busted all over her hair TMI? TMI <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit. At least slap your dick on her first and wake her up or something. No, I, didn't, some I, didn't, I didn't really want to disturb her but I did want to get off so TMI. Uh, TMI. Shit. TMI. What else you got? Is that it? That, that's it. Alright that, that was good. Alright so for trivia we don't have much trivia for this because you know Guys, I'm sorry if I disturbed you by telling you I was I was Jay Owen on stuff. I didn't really do it. I d- wink, 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 wink. You're not supposed to say wink as you wink. Oh, um, trivia. All right, the actors that play both the protagonist Bruce Campbell and the antagonist Robert um, Zadar. Zadar. I don't know why I'm having trouble saying that. It's Z apostrophe Dar. I know, it's not but complicated. It, it's too much. He's like a Superman villain. It's, it's General Zadar. Zadar. I know it's General uh, Zod. Shut up, people. Anyway, Bruce Campbell and Zadar both have the nickname The Chin. Believe that. Um, Jill Gatsby is Larry Cohen's daughter and is killed in every one of his movies that she's in. 
Oh my God, the coroner, man, the coroner. Uh, Barry no. Brenner was William Lustwig's real life doctor. That dude's hair was off the chain. I, I called him medical examiner mullet. Dude, that <laughs> hair was fucking amazing. I, I didn't pay attention to anything he said. As soon as I no. saw his hair, I was like completely distracted I by I was like what? Where, where what is this movie I'm watching? It looked like he had a fucking muskrat or something on his like surgically implanted it into his head. It didn't look like real hair. It, no. it it looked like he was like I'm Davy Crockett, but I yeah, I, seriously, I, I, no. I scalped someone and took yeah. their mullet. Raccoon hair. Um and one more fun little fact here. When Teresa is being attacked after the commissioner is killed, she locks herself in a room with boxes that say Westlake on them. Peyton Westlake was also the name of Liam Neeson's character in Darkman, which was directed by Sam Raimi, who which is, also has a cameo in this movie. And Darkman also features a cameo at the end by Bruce Campbell. And that's the last time we'll mention Darkman in this podcast. Your minds are blown. People love Darkman. Not me. I don't. Eh. I think it's kind of dumb. Eh. Liam Neeson trying to act like he can act. Psych. Eh, you took my daughter. Alright. Three times. And that's all I got for fun facts on this movie. Uh we do have the parents guide, but we will wait until we're done speaking about this movie to discuss. Anyway, let's go on to Maniac Cop. Nineteen eighty eight. It starts with probably the slowest intro ever fucking known to man. I think the intro alright, so this movie was like an hour and twenty four minutes. The intro is probably twenty four minutes. I actually like the intro. I knew you were gonna fucking say that because John's like, it reminds me when I was a cop and I was getting ready for. No, I just like the fact that like they froze it, like they do the credits. That's so fucking classic eighties. I just love that so much. Okay, okay, you're right. Yeah, it is classic eighties. Just the way it's filmed, like the length, (laughs) I could take or leave, but the way it was done. Yeah, you're right, 100. percent But you could tell, like I could tell, like the way he set up his, the way he set up his uniform and stuff, that he was previously a cop, and having not read this, but um, what is that little fucking knife thing he has, dude? That's it's not a thing, no, right? No, it's not a thing. All right, he all had right. like a billy club, which is what they had. Billy back clubs, then. okay, yeah. right, yeah. Which no, is basically like a wooden baton that but fucking he, hurt his. But hell, like throughout this like movie, he keeps pulling it. out this fucking. Yeah, like thing. I think that was just his like trademark okay. thing that he I'm had. Right. No cop would have that, but he he had his um. The one thing I noticed was like he had. This is why I think he was a cop back back then. Is that he had his speed loaders, right? But he, if you notice, he had the pouches upside down. Oh, really? See, I don't notice this And the shit. reason why you would have the pouches upside down is because when you're pulling them out in a, in a hurry, the gravity would help it fall into your hand. Jesus hands, so Christ, you could, John. Load it. That's like a little little detail. John's I like, I, I, know, I know what's up with that. But he, all the cops, all the cops in, this, in this fucking movie had white gloves on. Not all cops wear white gloves. That's for strictly for like a dress uniform in a parade. <laughs> or if you're fucking directing traffic. All the not co- all cops yeah. would have fucking these damn terry cloth white gloves on. All the cops are like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that uh, fucking annoyed the shit out of me yeah no i i thought it was funny um so yeah it shows this cop suiting up for probably 20 fucking thousand minutes and then it shows the new york skyline also confusing right here dude because it shows the fake new- lightning and the fake lightning what's yeah. up with that dude <laughs> yeah. like it's almost like the director was like i gotta have lightning in this scene and they're like but it's not raining and the scales and the sky is not cloudy and he's like yeah. listen it's gonna set the tone yeah give me some fucking fake lightning bolts and um it shows this girl leaving a bar. A cop bar. Yeah. A cop a co- bar. Okay, yeah, a cop bar. And uh, as she's leaving the bar, it lightnings again. Right. Once again, no rain. Right. Nothing. And you're, right. at first I was thinking, okay, maybe it's going to start raining. Nah. That's not right. even... They do the lightning two times and they're done with it. I have no fucking idea what's up with that. She's walking home. And as she's walking home, someone kind of grabs her ankle out from like a basement like 
great or some shit like that and it's like one of the row homes where like there's like a a basement door like like steps steps leading down he's grabbing her through the railing and these like uh two thugs jump out and try to rob her and yeah they picked the wrong bitch to fuck with she beats the crap i don't know what she i don't know if she had a fucking like a giant paperweight or something in her purse but she beats the crap out of them with she like pushes the one guy against the car window and like does some fucking roundhouse kicks and knocks him down and she fucking just she takes off and she fucking hides did um, you I, I wrote it down in my notes did you see the the banner or the the shop that they were at get when your she, rocks off or something uh, what was it rocks your head oh rocks your head yeah R- did, rocks in your head rocks, rocks in your head, head. i was like i was like is this a record store or something yeah. like what the fuck is i was this? like maybe it's like a jewelry store i didn't know i did see that um she she yeah she runs off and kind of tries to hide from them and uh they they, they pursue her and as she's like hiding behind, like I don't know what she's trying hiding behind, like a monkey like, bars or something. It's a playground. A playground. A playground okay. She runs into, and she kind of she sees the guys chasing her into the thing, and she kind of looks off to the side, and she sees a police officer like standing off in the distance, and she's like, "Oh, I'm going to go run to this guy." So she starts running towards the officer, yelling like, "Officer, officer!" These two Puerto Rican guys are after. Well, why they got to be Puerto Rican? Yeah. <laughs> how did you know they were? Puerto- you beat the shit out of them with a purse and you ran. Like, how I did know. you see what race they were? And he just fucking chokes that bitch and lifts, lifts her off the ground. And the two thugs are like watching from a distance. From yeah. a distance, and they're kind of like wincing, like they're like concerned that she's getting killed. Dude, you were just trying to rob her. Why the right. fuck do you even right. care? They're like, oh my god. And it cuts to the next scene. But she gets wrenched pretty good. Like I like oh, yeah. I like that scene because she he basically like wrings her out like a fucking towel. Yeah, she and get, throws her down. Yeah, he takes her the fuck out, and then it cuts to the next scene, and it's Tom Atkins. Um, uh, he's speaking with the coroner, <laughs> with the wor- no, 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 no. You skipped the part when you they the part. when they arrest the dudes. When they arrest the dudes, they bring him back, and the guy's like, "Oh no, man, it wasn't us, man. It was a big cop." <laughs> Like, yeah, sure, buddy. I was confused by that whole scene because did those guys just hang around there until the cops showed up? Or? There had to be. I don't know how they rounded them up that quickly. It didn't make just, any just sense. Just so you guys know, police departments aren't that effective. It looked like they were arresting them yeah. right where they were. Yeah. And I was like, did those guys just stay? And it was, and it was daylight. <laughs> they, stayed daylight. There, they stayed there staring <laughs> until like 6 a.m. And someone's like, there's a dead body over there. And there's two Puerto Ricans staring. Go arrest them. Yeah. Oh man, that yeah it didn't make any. A lot of this movie, no, like a lot of this has extraneous details that it like just is don't like make listen. Sense. And they weren't, they were never arrested for it. Yeah, they are. They automatically assumed like you get it. And when the, the next scene where they're like they're talking to the medical examiner, but they automatically assume that these guys had nothing to do with it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. somehow. Uh, Tom, and then yeah, so the next scene, Tom's speaking with like the coroner. I guess you're supposed to assume it's a coroner who has banging his fucking mullet. Metal, metal examiner uh, mullet. Yeah, and it doesn't even look like it's attached to his head. It's it's pretty fucking unbelievable hair, man. I, I would say just watch this movie for that. And Tom is immediately like skeptical that the Puerto Ricans killed this this chick because they're like, Tom's Tom Atkins is talking to his partner, and his partner's like, oh yeah, they definitely did it. And Tom Atkins is pretty much like. Well, this is what he says. Check out those hematomas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so fucking random. Like, like uh, you, why would you look at that versus anything else right. that has nothing like anybody that knows any type of medical science? He's like, I know, know Puerto Ricans, and they can't cause hematomas yeah, like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, his his partner being squeamish for what she had purple. He doesn't like dead bodies. I guess I don't know. Yeah, he doesn't like. He's only he's only in two scenes in this entire fucking movie. He's about to lose his lunch for real. And and he's losing his lunch over <laughs> over a woman who's like not decapitated. No, she she was strangled. She could be sleeping. Right, he doesn't know. She's pale and she's got purple on her Listen, fucking neck. You don't like it. 
He's like, my mom always sheltered me from such things. Why are you a cop? Why are you a homicide detective? <laughs> yeah. How did you make it this far? Like that is your first time yeah. looking at a dead body? You are, you're, you're supposedly in New York City where like there's a high homicide rate. Yeah. How is this the, like every, every time really? Yeah, he, he, he's, I don't know. Uh, next, so then it cuts to another scene and it's a guy and his girlfriend in like driving in a Corvette and uh, they're drinking beer and the guy slams on his brakes at the last minute at like a red light. And as they're like waiting there, for the light to turn green, they start making out, and the guy's like, what the fuck is taking this fucking light so long, bro? And uh, a cop comes over and knocks on the freaking uh, window of the door, and they they hide the beer, and the cop tells the boyfriend, well, he kind of like, just like... Uh, Gestures with his finger. Right, like, <laughs> he just like, yeah, come here, come here, come here, come here. And the boyfriend's like, oh, fuck, and he gets out and goes in front of the car, and I guess the cop's like giving him a sobriety test. Well, he thinks the cop's going to give him a sobriety thinks, test, right. and he's holding his... He's holding his nose up like he's like he's like trying to mimic a pig. <laughs> it's just, not even like a sobriety right. test. Like it, 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 he, I, I can't even like what he was doing. Was he so, just automatically assumes that the cop wants him to start yeah. doing a sobriety test. And he's like, "Look, I got to touch my nose." And as he's touching his nose, the cops just the cop pulls out that little knife thing, right? The shiv, and like just it's like a, yeah. slashing him, slashing him, yeah. slashing him. I like that scene a lot because he like ends up throwing him into the windshield, and it spiders it spiders the windshield, and blood just fucking pours, pours the fuck yeah. everywhere, dude. And the the chick just loses her fucking shit and starts like mashing buttons on the fucking Dash, car. Yeah, she jumps over to the driver's seat and hits the button for the windshield wipers, and then she peels the fuck out. And uh. Yeah, I can't she- get any more tickets, man. My insurance is gonna go up. I'm like, that's true, <laughs> but yeah. now you're dead. He's like, oh man, I don't, I'm not really worried about the points, but. Um, and then it cuts to, uh, Tom Atkins and the commissioner, AKA Shaft. And they're like, uh, they're discussing the possibility. Well, really this scene is so fucking weird. It's pretty much this movie. There's no buildup. It's pretty much like immediately full gear that Tom Atkins is a hundred percent certain that it's a cop like within the force that's doing this. There's no like, he doesn't have like a trail of like leads that made him think this. He's pretty much like a hundred percent. It's somebody on the force, and we got to get everybody fucked. They've like, had they've had two attacks, like two attacks with witnesses. Right, both said that there was a cop. So I kind of I, that's not what I have issue with. I have issue with like they start going into his backstory that like he apparently tried to kill att- himself. Tried to kill himself, right? And it's brought up no and nowhere else throughout the well, entire yeah, when movie. You, when you see it for the first time, you think it's going to be attached to the killer in right. some way. Because like when I first, I mean, I have like I I've seen this movie before, but literally I have not watched this movie since probably. I want to say it's been like, I think I said last time I watched this, I want to say roughly in the mid 90s is when I watched this movie. Uh, and I haven't watched it since. So, what in my mind, this movie was not what it came out to be, right. <laughs> like in memory. Um, and it, it's funny because you think that like this, this character that's killing people is going to end up being relevant to Tom Atkins in some way. Like, I was like, oh, maybe it's going to be because I really had no recollection of this movie. You think it's going to be like maybe it's his old partner or something like that. Nah. It, it made me think of that Bruce Willis movie, and I don't remember if you know. Was that? It was Bruce Die Willis. Hard. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bruce Willis is a cop, and like, uh, there's there's a, like a serial killer, and it ends up being like one of his close relatives' nephews or I something. Prob- I probably seen it, but I can't. I can't. But anyway, I kept I kept referring back to this movie, right? So basically, yeah. Tom Atkins once like everybody on the force like mentally evaluated. And Shaft is like, yeah, man, that's not realistic. By the way, man, didn't you try to kill yourself before? When's the last time you've been like mentally evaluated? 
And um, he's like, you don't smile much anymore. Oh my and God, then he gives this weird. He's like, the, oh. the scene ends with him giving this weird can't smile for like 10 seconds. That is the best part of the movie. I love it. He's that. like, it, it's basically as if like someone like took a shit and then itched their butthole and stuck it under like Tom's nose. And he was like, ah, that's gross poop smell. Or like, like somebody's got a teleprompter and it's like, please smile. Yeah. Tom, do your best fake smile. And he's like, ah, these are my dentures. They're not real teeth. Um, <laughs> and then it just what does it go to um the guy the next victim right right oh yeah so they show a guy um holding a bazooka case yeah what I, at first i thought he was like a musician and then i was like i think no. it, it is a musician it's some sort of trumpet or whatever yeah. it is because the one ends rounded but I, I was looking at it like this is like it looks like a fucking machine gun it does case. well at first i was kind of getting the vibes that maybe like the cop is killing people that have done things illegal but then nah, not really because the first girl didn't do anything illegal this, right the second people were drinking and driving which which they reference the third person, I was like, maybe he's like an arms dealer or something like right. that. They never really touch on that either, though. They show this guy walking down the street, and he's putting something in his trunk. And as he puts something in his trunk, and he goes to the car to get inside the car, he, like someone comes up from behind him, slaps handcuffs on him. And the guy immediately starts losing his shit. I don't... And up until this point, it's weird because, like, no one... The general public does not know about this no, cop they, killer. So why is yeah. he so frightened? As like no, a, he doesn't. He pull out like his. He attempts to kill him right, right no, away. Right, and then right, he, then he right. gets startled, and then no, he runs. Yeah, you're right. He pulls out that fucking knife thing again, and the cop. I mean, not the cop. The guy just starts he hilariously ho- running down the street. Which I like. The, I like the shots of him from behind. And he's got his. He's got his arms like, wrenched up behind. It him. looks he's, like his hands are like bloody, right? Because he's got the cuffs on. They're so, so tight. tight. Yeah, the, yeah, the way those cuffs work, unless you double lock them. They get tighter and tighter as you squirm. Yeah. So he's probably squirming a lot and the cuffs are getting tighter. (laughs) This part's funny, dude. The music is like super epic and the guy's like, help me, help me. And it keep like panning up to windows. And of course, like no one in New York wants to help anybody. They're like, fuck that guy. Then he runs into an apartment vestibule and he's hitting, he's hitting call buttons with his nose. He's trying to get somebody's attention. People are like, shut up. Yeah. You know what time it is? (laughs) Go to bed. (laughs) Mashing his fucking face against buttons like furiously. And he peeks his head out to see if the guy's there and they uh he they show him in the distance the first time and the second time he looks back there's, there's nobody, nobody there. there so he's like no one's coming so he starts yeah. running down the fucking street some more screaming again no one's coming to his help coming to his aid and he trips and falls like face down in like wet cement yeah fucking that is a terrible way to go dude it's so lame because like it's fucking like dude when he went out there, who the fuck poured wet cement at like 10 o'clock at night because when he was walking back to his car it had to be like midnight that fucking cement's not that wet at that point and then they show that's your that's your criticism. Yes, John, <laughs> fucking accept it. Um, um, the Public Works Department would not uh pour cement at eight o'clock well, p.m. No, because it was just like a little patch of fucking side. I don't know, man. Listen, I know the way the Public Works Department works. <laughs> I, I Logistically, mean, it does not make sense. Have, you would do that early in the morning. <laughs> Nobody would pay the yeah. overtime for these people. Haven't worked. To come at night. <laughs> having never worked for them, I, I know these things. Right? <laughs> um, and then a, he's like falls face down. He's trying to get up, and they. Uh, cop comes up and back home just holds his face down suffocates that's him that's gotta be a terrible way to fucking oh go. man I was thinking like normal drowning is fucking terrifying in and of itself but inhaling cement mix right 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 that's wet and then the next scene is like the fucking they're jackhammering this guy out of out the of, fucking out concrete of the cement. Yeah. it's pretty funny <laughs> which they uh, I don't think they'd really have to do that but no 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 it wouldn't set it when push, pushes up glasses it wouldn't set that much well, when they, they show the guys when they show the guy's hair in the next scene when it's dry the guy's hair is real long but the guy didn't have long hair it was like that's a bad wig they tried yeah. to hook up on that fake dummy uh and uh following that it shows um tom atkins is in like a bar meeting this uh 
meeting his friend Gina, who turns out to be a reporter. Porn actress slash reporter. Right. I'm not really right. quite sure. And Gina's like, oh, no, what if Tom, a- Tom Atkins says, I'm here for, uh, this isn't about romance. This right. is about murder. Yeah, I wrote that down too. <laughs> Tom Atkins, man, he's got fucking killer lines in this You movie. need to make it bigger than AIDS. Oh, my I God. I want you to put this story out, but it's got to be bigger than AIDS. I love it's it. to hook people. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, what's what's bigger than AIDS Tom, in the 80s well, right Tom, now? Did you see the suit Tom's wearing in this scene? It looks like a black suit that someone got like a brush and they dipped it in some paint and they flicked the freaking like bristles of the brush to get like white paint specks on the on the suit. I didn't pay attention. Oh to that my much. god, dude. His suit is terrible. It's like a black suit with like white speckles all over it, like a speckled egg. I was I was distracted by his counterpart's eighties hair. Oh like my. The, the well, fucking... Tom Atkins' mustache is weird in this movie too, because it's not thick. It's like real it's lopsided. It's not shaved. Like, uh, there's no symmetry to it. It's pretty <laughs> that's, fucking that's, terrible. That's more criticism I've ever heard for a mustache I, in I, any movie. I, I always look at men's lips <laughs> on in movies. I'm like, look at them lips. Look at that fucking homeboy's lips. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tom gives uh, Gina all the details. Like he gives her like a folder full of all the bullshit about maniac cop. And like you said, he tells her to make it bigger than AIDS. So she runs a story and then there's a voiceover of the story that she runs of, of warning people that there's, right. there's possibly a cop out there that's killing people. Some like, yeah, it's like then I, some old lady in a fucking jalopy, breaks, jalopy. Down, <laughs> breaks down on the side of the road. Not old jalopy. Yeah. She breaks down and, um, she's got like fucking OJ Simpson gloves on like these black leather gloves, the, some, ride, the riding gloves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and some, a cop pulls up in back of her and starts approaching the car and she just having heard this out re- of like, nowhere story, pulls a fucking gun out of she's her She's like, guess what cop you're done. <laughs> and shoots him directly in the forehead. Point blank. Like right in, in the, the forehead fucking forehead, man, that cop's dead and it's not even, and they don't even make a big deal out of it. Nah, no. The next scene is them in the, like, with Commissioner Pike, and he's and he's pissed off. But like, you think a cop being killed like that? Yeah, she was a little she was a little hasty. I wonder what became of her. I don't I don't know. And uh, yeah, they show Shaft, the commissioner, speaking with uh the captain of the police force, and the captain's basically saying like he's been doing stakeouts every night, and every time he does a stakeout, like the killer strikes like opposite of where he's at, and uh, he thinks uh Shaft is like okay, it's definitely someone. Uh, you know, it's definitely one of our own then because if they know where we're at all the time, they gotta, they gotta be working here. And then it cuts to a woman cutting newspaper clippings out of a um, newspaper of the maniac cop. Because that's what adults do. Yeah, you scrapbooking. Gosh, scrapbook, bro. I mean, what did you do in the 80s? There was no Walking Dead on TV. There was no podcasts. You had to fucking just, you had to cut out all these new, you had to make like little <laughs> books. Uh, it's, it's pretty funny because, all right, it shows her and then it cuts to like, Finally, you know, at this point, you're like 40 minutes into the movie. You're wondering when Bruce Campbell's going to show the fuck up. And right there he is finally getting getting changed, looking handsome as fuck. Brucey, uh, his name's Jack in this movie. He's getting ready to leave for work for the night. He's getting ready for his shift. And the wife comes in and back of him and it's just being fucking weird, man. She's, you, you uh, know, right away that she's like, yeah, loose. she's she's crazy. Um, It's obvious that she kind of suspects him of being the killer because they're just the way she's acting like i don't like that you go out and blah blah blah, blah and Which they don't explain really anything of her backstory as to why she's nah, fucked up there's no story he's like and he's 
he basically tells her like he wanted to go to therapy to save the marriage, but she didn't want to do it, and he was willing to pay the money. It's fucking much like everything else in this it's story. Too convoluted for what they how they set her up. It's very like it's they super it, convoluted. It's convoluted. They try to make every character in this movie tries to be so deep, but they don't give you enough to right? go with. So yeah. it's just like you accept this, and then we move on. Right? right. It's like Tom Atkins. Like l- listen, accept that he tried to kill himself one time, and then we move on, but we never touch it again. So it, same deal. So she wants. Uh, she doesn't want him to leave, and he. He says he's got to leave for work and she doesn't want to be left alone in the apartment. So he's like, you got that. She's like, he, well, he's like, you got that gun, blah, 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 blah. She's like, I hear weird things at Which night. Which is so fucking stupid. You know, she's mentally disturbed. Right. Why the fuck would you have Listen, a gun in the apartment? Give the, always give the crazies guns. That's how America was made. Make sure the crazies get their guns, John. You got to. <sighs> um, and then the, uh, oh, sorry. So yeah, so Jack, Bruce Campbell, aka, finally leaves and immediately as he leaves the phone rings and it's a woman on the other line saying like why does jack keep killing people did he leave again and uh ellen is uh bruce campbell's wife she's like why do you keep doing this to me and she slams the uh she's like so someone hangs up on the other end is that in her head no no that's later you you find out who that is is it is it actually that records clerk that's like it's her her? it's her yeah, yeah yeah How, how would she know all this shit though? Exactly. That's how she, my thing. How like, she knows that he that he just left the house is beyond me. Maybe I guess Matt, that's this is why I think like some of this shit doesn't make sense because to me oh, in my dude, mind it was just like dude. Are you kidding they, me? Didn't they mention her like hearing voices before that? They did mention something about that, but she did, hears things. Right. She, she says she keeps hearing things, and well, I thought that that was just her mind immediately. Like I think no, she, I think she thinks she's hearing things, but really it's oh no no you're talking about the stuff outside and stuff like that. I think she is crazy, but that is a legit. That's legit, Sally. It makes the, no the fucking room. sense. There's so much that doesn't make sense, dude. We'll get to more that doesn't make sense. Nothing about this movie makes sense if you want to be fucking brutally honest. Yes. How can you shoot a fucking guy in the head two times that doesn't have fucking magic abilities and he's and he's fine? I don't. That's know right. They don't explain like he's a zombie or anything. They or don't any, give you nothing. Shit. And what they do give nothing. you it also makes no sense. <laughs> this movie doesn't make any sense. And they're fucking remaking this movie, dude. Uh. It's supposed to come out next year, so it's mm, I don't know. Well, I guess, if, I, guess you I could, mean the bar is the you could the bar only go was up. set the bar was set really low for <laughs> yes, this one. Yes, so. yes, you couldn't just um, the, the sky's the limit with the remake, I guess. Um, so then Jack leaves and Ellen, his wife, ends up. She takes her gun out of the dresser and she's like, "I'm gonna follow him." So she fucking follows Jack to a, a CDS motel, and he go, she watches Jack go into a room and somehow she goes into the fucking. She hotel get, manager's office and gets the, he gets and a gets, key and gets a key for the room what the yeah fuck does that even work but this is where our cameo the director is he's the hotel manager oh is he really yeah. okay yeah. okay um and she gets the key she goes up there to the room she enters the room and all you hear is just bruce campbell hump noises bruce campbell's like yeah uh, 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 i'm gonna be uh, 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 my chin uh stroke the chin yeah touch it no that's not my balls that's my chin uh. Um, and she goes in and she finds obviously Bruce banging his, not his partner, but like uh, another Somebody, cop. Yeah, there's two uniforms when she walks in. Right. And she sees, and Ellen just pulls the gat out on him, and she's like, "Gonna kill them." And you know, Bruce Campbell's like, "I didn't want you to find out this way." Blah 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 blah. And eventually, Ellen just leaves, gets the fuck out of there, and um, as and, she's leaving, she's like pulled into a van. Right. Yeah. It's pulled into a van, and then it cuts to the next day. A hotel cleaning lady comes into the to the room, and she's like, 
finds like a lamp on the ground. She's like, oh, fucking party animals up in this fucking room. <laughs> Holy shit. What else did you do? And she walks in there and she finds Ellen like with her throat cut, I guess, and screams. Which it, another thing, a part that makes no sense to me is like, why wouldn't you go after your wife at that point? Like you didn't attra- make any attempts to find her. Wouldn't you be? Well, yeah, worried? exactly. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you be worried immediately when you didn't find her back at your well, place? Well, I mean, listen, and- John, when you're trying to get a nut off, it's all about uh, getting the nut off. I mean, you don't actually feel any emotion besides wanting to come until after you come, and then you're like, okay, now I'm clear-headed again. As a man, I can confirm. I mean, that's just me. That's just, that's. Just, I mean, that's just real. That's real talk with Jesse. That's another. That's another podcast called The Real Deal with J Dog. Coming soon to a podcast near you. Uh, so. Oh, the Capkin, Capkin, the Capkin, Capkin Crunch um, pulls Bruce uh, out of like, I guess it's like a briefing or whatever. Yeah, their shift briefing. And uh, John knows these things. Me, I'm just like, what what are these cops doing in a room together? Are they having a PBA meeting? Are they doing Pilates? Are they announcing the new donuts on sale? (laughs) Yeah, I don't fucking know. Um, And pulls him out of this briefing or whatever and tells him about his wife. And Who was that actor that played Captain Riley? Because I feel like he's in a lot of other shit that I should know. He looks like he's like a bullet tooth Tony, like like clone do you know who yeah, that is that, no. that um you would know who he is he's in all like the fucking uh he looks like a, like he could be a henchman in like six thousand different movies. exactly he's in um well, the guy that i'm saying that he looks like is the guy from lock stock the two smoking barrels i haven't seen that in forever and snatch snatch armor oh the Des- dude, desert eagle point five oh guy the dude with the sun uh i'll show him to you after the podcast i know i, know, I think i know who you're talking otherwise about. we're just gonna be here like oh, <laughs> the guy, you know, the guy, the, the is, dude is the guy. You know, nah. You, I mean, you absolutely know who he, he is. He looking like a man. He looking like a, that guy from that movie, that UK movie. Uh, he he's got similar vibes. This guy was in a lot of stuff. I didn't. The only reason I didn't write. See, like when I go through like characters that are in a movie, unless it's like these people have been a in headli- other horror movies. Yeah, I don't fucking. Go, right. I didn't. I don't dip into them because it's like no one fucking cares. No, everybody just wants to hear my creamy, so they, they, my creamy, sexy voice. They don't be caring about they, these details. They find his wife and basically immediately suspect him of being, being the guy. Oh yeah, absolutely. He like the captain's like absolutely no. He has no doubt that this is the fucking that this is the guy that they want. And so the it, it, then it flashes over to captain, the captain and uh, Tom Atkins uh, in like a I guess like a brief oh what is interrogation it? Like, room? interrogation room. There you go. And uh, they're questioning Bruce Campbell. Blah 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 blah. And Bruce's lawyer shows up and then a captain and Tom Atkins leave. And his lawyer is basically like, yeah, dude, you're hundred percent guilty. Let's, let's work on your defense. It <laughs> yeah. was a crime of passion. Like, He's like, you know, come on. Sometimes when you're just, when you're hard, you can't control yourself, you know? Yeah. And we understand these things. Uh, I mean, dicks, am I right? <laughs> He's like, you know, you're crazy. You see a therapist and, the fucking Bruce Campbell's like, it's a fucking marriage counselor. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what are you like, I don't have about? PTSD. Uh, right. And then it cuts for the millionth time in this movie. It cuts to a bar scene because I think it cuts to a bar scene with Tom Atkins about twenty times in this movie, where Tom Atkins is wearing like double shots, and, yeah. you, and you know they're not double shots. Tom Atkins, raging alcoholic dude. He's fucking. He's like, when I ask for a shot, I know this is a movie. You fucking bring me a real shot. So help me fucking god, I'm gonna bitch slap the shit out of you. He's just down in shots left and right, and they're watching like the TV, and it's like interviews with people, and. uh the one guy's like, cops like killing people. That's why they're cops. Another fucking person says, cops like when you're scared of them. That's what makes them feel like men. Real men. And then another like weird hobo guy's like, uh, they respected cops in my day. Otherwise, they'd hit you with, in the head with the billy. 
nowadays, I guess you gotta you gotta kill people to get their respect. And uh, Atkins and the captain are at the bar. Atkins, you, you you skipped one important guy that was in that TV show. What I got the the black guy that's like they just kill, you know it doesn't matter man they kill my friends running they shot him in the back oh yeah yeah, yeah. they're looking for a shiny object and they shoot you and I was like damn Ferguson edition I, of right, Maniac right? it's very topical you're like holy <laughs> shit this movie's still relevant it's 1988 <laughs> that's why they're probably gonna I re- like the record well, you know what, I, I, I was in a few when I was watching this fucking movie and when he came on I was like holy shit like 1988. I did think the same thing. Yeah, I caught the last end of his quote, but I didn't write the whole thing. But yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That's probably why they're thinking about remaking it too, because it's fucking they, topical, dude. They could do. They could, they could definitely set that. In mind. They didn't play up to. They could have played into the panic a lot more. They oh, only absolutely. had that one scene where the guy gets Let's shot. Let's be honest, John. They could have did everything better in this movie. <laughs> they could have did it way better. There is not one thing in this movie that they 100 percent nailed. Like it was all fucking very very poorly done. Uh this may be my lowest rated movie on the podcast yet, but doesn't mean it's not fun to talk about. Uh, so yeah, immediately like after that thing airs, uh, the captain and Atkins are talking and Tom Atkins doesn't believe once again that Jack did it. Tom Atkins is pretty much on point a hundred fucking thousand percent every time something happens in this movie. And, um, which makes me wonder, like, that's why I'm like, they brought up the first time he's talking to the commissioner, they brought up like his mental instability I thought that they were going to reference at them to discredit him and saying like, no, this is the right path we need to go on. This, right. is, this is why I don't think this is guy. They don't bring it up ever again. Nah, nah. You think they bring it like, like, look, you tried to kill yourself. Well, first off, you shouldn't even be a cop if you tried to kill yourself. Right. But like you could have, why, why wouldn't you say like, why do you not believe you're a detective? Yeah. Well, what's the whole point of setting the wife up to be crazy and she dies immediately anyway? Exactly. There is no reason. The she, only the reason they did been- that, the only reason that this is the only thing I can think of. The only reason they made her crazy is that, that when they read her diary and you go, well, your, your wife said that, uh, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, your yeah, wife no, said right. that like yeah. she thought that she were the killer. But, like, that's the only reason why they would set right, up the right, wife right. to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you could have just thought you could just in that one scene in the bedroom, you could have set it up where she just suspects him of cheating. Right. And that's why she follows him to the motel. Yeah. She doesn't believe him. Not that she's like mentally unstable. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so then Atkins immediately, he visits Jack in the jail cell to give him like, he wants like Jack to. He knows Jack's like hiding uh, some part of this story that he's he's not giving up somebody. And Jack kind of pries into Bruce. I'm, I'm sorry, Atkins pries into Bruce Campbell, and finally Bruce Campbell gives up uh, the information about Teresa Mallory, that that the chick that uh, the cop he's been banging. And uh, Atkins is like, okay, cool. And Atkins is going to go and visit her. And turns out she's like working uh, as an undercover prostitute. <laughs> Uh, and dude, she looks like busted as fuck as she a prostitute. She wore so much fucking makeup. Apparently, like when you're a prostitute, it just means airbrush your fucking face with like 80 pounds of makeup. It's like she got a five year old girl to, to put yeah. makeup on her face for the first time. Put some fake a- eyelashes on, crimp your hair like beyond fucking recognition so it looks like a fucking bowl of ramen noodles. Ugh. Um, and she approaches some guy in a car, and the guy's like, Yeah, Yo, you want to suck my D hole? And she's like, yeah, I want to suck your D-hole. And he's like, are you a cop? And she's like, mm, you got me. And so That's not how that works, by the way. <laughs> and Also, that guy was fucking creepy as shit. Like, they could have right. not typecasted a better creepy right, looking right. John. Because he's kind of like, you want to suck my D-hole? Like, hey, hey, you want to come, come in the car? <laughs> you, ever, you ever get teabagged, bitch? You want to lick my taint? You ever see a ball sack that looks like a portobello mushroom? <laughs> uh, so she walks away and starts walking down an alleyway. And she... 
sees the maniac cop standing there. Although she doesn't know who he is, she's like, who is that? Blah, 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 blah. Do I know you? Yeah. Stop Which, being a goofball. Disclaimer, this is probably the best scene in the entire movie, and that's it. Yeah. The cop starts approaching her, and I guess she kind of thinks that the cop's going to, like, wants to bang, because she's like, don't get any weird ideas. I'm undercover. And she pulls out her badge, like, so the guy knows that she really isn't a prostitute. Which, to me, that was like, you're a shady cop. You're trying to get a prostitute. But guess what? I'm not really a prostitute. I'm actually a cop. And then she sees, like, I guess she sees his weird face, which you don't, you don't ever see this guy's face so, in the shadows. Yeah. Till the very end, like they build it up so much just to right. disappoint they the shit out of you. They build it the fuck up like it's going to be this like epic moment. Which for me and you who misremember this movie, I was like, huh? Is this going to be the cool face? And you're uh, like, no, uh, this isn't uh, the cool face. Uh, here it comes. Here it comes. Oh, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. It's like they jerk you off throughout the entire movie and then Get they don't let you fucking it. finish. Get ready for it. Get ready for it. Uh, you're not going to come. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah. The cop comes up, uh, the maniac cop comes up and starts choking the shit out of her, and she, uh, Tom Atkins pulls up at that very moment, and I guess, like, the chick starts shooting the cop, Tom Atkins starts shooting the cop, they shoot this cop fucking, like, 20,000 times. I, I, like, I really like how they did the scene, because at first, she, she gets gripped up by him, she kicks away from him, she falls down to the ground, she pulls out the revolver from her purse, and she starts fucking unloading. At the exact same time as she's unloading, you have Tom Atkins come up in the car yeah. and he immediately just gets out of the fucking car doesn't ha- know what's going on whatsoever and just fucking starts unloading on this guy yeah, 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 yeah. and then and then the maniac cop fucking uses his i guess his, his, the, the the sword or the billy club and fucking hits, club. Him, hits him in the arm and like he drops the gun and he dies picks up the gun again and he stayed, mm. they both start shooting him and then he fucking disappears yeah, he disappears he fucking just it's disappears it's kind of like it's very like he for buggins right <laughs> for buggins <laughs> no dude that's not how you use for buggins john you're, you're a little rusty on using for buggins no. right. that's not the right content no i mean i'll allow it though because you use it and i appreciate it um <laughs> it's funny it, um foul on the play <laughs> this, yeah i throw it down improper use Flag. of buggins. <laughs> uh he um he uh, what the fuck was I gonna say? He just fucking Jason's out of there. Exactly, he just fucking that's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. It's like Friday the Thirteenth, like a motherfucker. And that would have been like, a, I, I mean, honestly, that's all you had to do to make this movie fucking cool. The the Friday the Thirteenth elements just make it an unstoppable cop. Right, get, get some cool kill scenes in there. Make the cop have look badass in the face. That's all you need the fucking right. do, dude. Yeah, it's a by the fucking numbers thing. And guess right. what? You fucked up everything. The kill right. scenes are weak. The there's f- there's I mean, virtually i don't was this was this rated r i don't know dude this, this i have it right here actually. yeah the, it's not it's not gory yeah, at all it's rated r yeah yeah it, it's rated r that's why i said like when we were joking about talking earlier like the x-files trash man episode oh yeah had more dude. dismemberment and gore than this entire movie combined. we've come like, a long way yeah. as a society yeah we've been <laughs> very numbed yeah. i'm sure there's a lot of false comparisons there but Those, i mean like well the pe- seriously the people um what is what is the organization called that, ra- that rates these things mpaa is that what is that right does that hold any bearings i don't know well anyway whoever i mean i think they saw the silly putty on his face at the end and they're like you gotta rate this rated r bro because i almost lost my lunch when i saw that fucking silly putty on that guy's face at the end <laughs> And the lettuce in his teeth. Oh my god, yes, Bennett. She's like, I just ate a fucking Caesar salad. <laughs> oh god, clean your teeth. It's so distracting. <laughs> Not to mention your Jay Leno chin. Oh my god. Come on, hamster face. <laughs> Little cherub. Well, this was the this was the progenitor to the the Leno chin. This was like <laughs> I put my hamster bedding in my cheeks and then I I think a piece of this chin became the Jay Leno chin, yeah. to be to be fair. That chin went off and just became another person. Yeah. It grew. <laughs> it just grew. <laughs> Someone put it in like a beaker <laughs> and it became Jay Leno. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Um, okay, so yeah, they shoot this guy, and then Atkins takes uh, Teresa to a, 
What, where do they go, John? Where do they go? To a bar. Oh, yeah. Because Atkins is like, do you understand it's been two minutes since right. my last shot? Right. You don't want to go anywhere to like report that you just unloaded your fucking service weapon <laughs> no. into a person. No. You want to go to a bar. It's not even really a bar. It's kind of like, de- it's like a bar, but it's like Denny's at the same time. <laughs> it's like a restaurant bar. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, they went to Friendly's, but they served alcohol. <laughs> yeah. What is, it, what, is it called? what is it called when they give uh, the seniors the discount? <laughs> Like Tom Atkins is like, look at me. Give me the discount for a double shot. <laughs> give me the like senior. It's, it's almost closing time. We'll make it two doubles all around. Yeah. He's like, just hold on. Get, get me a tube so I could just give myself a fucking whiskey enema. I want that alcohol to go straight to my bloodstream. And uh, Therese is like, listen, something's the matter with this dude. I fucking shot him. They couldn't have been a bulletproof vest. I shot him twice in the head. It didn't do fucking a goddamn thing. And Atkins is like, listen, Teresa. You got to tell me who you told about you and Jack. You got you had to have told somebody. And she's like, I didn't tell no one. I'm telling you, Tom, listen, I'm fucking telling you. I wouldn't say nothing. And uh, eventually she admits that she um, had told uh, this woman, Sally, that works with the department. And um, Atkins is like, all right, I'm going to go talk to this, this Sally bitch. This, uh, this woman's got, got all the deets I need. And he gives her... Atkins gives her the keys to his apartment and then calls a cab to pick her up. And Atkins goes to talk to this woman and he goes to the clerical department in the, uh, at HQ. Right. Headquarters. That's head, that's police talk for headquarters people. And, uh, he, he, uh, is looking, he goes to like down to a computer and he sees like a file up or whatever. And then he hears like shuffling, 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 shuffling. And he looks up and it's the woman, Sally, who is basically like, Forrest Gump in it, like, before, like, his fucking running shoes came off. They were my running shoes. Lieutenant Dan, you ain't got no legs. Um, yeah, she's got fucking Forrest Gump shit on. Forrest, uh, I think whoever directed Forrest Gump really liked Maniac Cop. They Dude, liked the, you're, you're reaching here. They like They like the, They like this scene, and they're like, listen. Keep going. Have you guys ever seen this movie, Maniac Cop? Uh, and there's this woman, Sally, in it, and she had these leg things. I want, I want Forrest Gump to have them. And Everybody was on board, and they made it happen. And that's it. That's that's my reach for the for the episode. <laughs> One reach done. Um, yeah. So she he talks to her for a little bit, and Atkins, it's, it's weird because the way they the way they do the scene, it's almost like he's like trying to like hit on her, right? Like oh, I've noticed you before. We, we know we worked together before, but I guess I must have missed you. He's and, like, oh, I've, I've I mean, I know I've I've seen you shuffling down the hallway in your fucking Forrest Gump legs, and um, but. But what, what, what's your name or whatever? And then they meet and he's like, you know what? I don't need to file this report now. Never mind. It's not it's not a big deal. And he leaves and he's like, yo, I'm suspicious of that bitch for real. Something going on with that girl that we, she looks like Sally Fields. But if Sally Fields got beat with a baseball bat for fucking 10 hours, <laughs> that's OK. That's that's a reference. That, yeah, that's right. That's, that's accurate. That's Sally Fields. Um, so he follows her. He tails Sally to uh, do you want to explain to people what tailing means? It's when you follow someone in another okay. vehicle, All right. All right. but you do it on the DL, so maybe you don't. It's, it's your, a cop term. You don't keep. You may your, not get it. Yes, I mean, if you ever played, what is it? L.A. Noir. You had to tell people. You had to tail people a lot. Yeah, that was the whole game. That was that was the whole game. <laughs> it's like tail this person without them finding you. Follow this person without them finding you. Oh, guess you were too close to found you. <laughs> <laughs> it's also every other. <laughs> Mission in Grand Theft Auto. Oh my god, that's why I don't play like, that shit. Stay out of the radius. Like I can't. It's a, but the, <laughs> the radius, the diameter is too fucking large. Um. So she, yeah, Tom follows that bitch, and they end up in some rando fucking warehouse. And right, 
she meets this uh, maniac cop who you find out she starts referring to him as Matt. And um, yeah, she's like caressing his face and kissing his fucking gimp ass fucked up hands. And Tom's like watching from afar and you stupid doofus. Doofus asks Tom Atkins knocks over like a piece of wood and they immediately turn around and Sally's like, who's out there? Answer me. And she fires a gun. And Tom, right immediately yeah just <laughs> like she fires it in the general direction of tom but doesn't hit him and tom runs away and as tom's running away you hear like a like a cat and then i guess like but she says something to matt she says something to the effect of like i, I brought you back and i you know i i thought you were gonna go after drug dealers and pushers and stuff and right like, she's like you well, just started killing innocent people well, she's i don't like, understand she's like just go back i mean yeah it's like nothing makes sense to you right she's like i thought you were just gonna go after the people that like you know wronged you who the fuck has he gone after that wronged him so far? Nobody. It's all. But they make no sense. Like, what do you mean brought him back? Like, what did you? And it's nah. never explained. Maybe she like he was brain dead and she just sucked him until he came back. And even being brain dead wouldn't mean you would take bullets. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently brain dead to this director meant like you were an X-Men. I don't, I don't fucking yeah. know. Yeah. It doesn't the make retard strength. Yeah. You got the re-re strength. Uh, I'm so, not going to attempt it. So he, he stumbles upon the. Uh, there's like a night guard that's like watching yes, over like this yes. warehouse and he, and he runs out and he's got his gun in his hand and the guard's like, you always take a leak with a gun in your hand. It's a good way to blow your balls off. <laughs> Best line, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Best line. And Tom, like, what are you doing out here? I was taking a leak. Tom Atkins is so pissed. He's like, this city is so fucked up. You can't even take a piss anywhere anymore. It's like, what? Oh my God. And then they have to reference like six times throughout this movie. Like this place is condemned. It's going to come down anytime. Soon. Every two seconds. Yeah. They got to tell you that that place is about to fall into the fucking like uh, river, whatever it is. Uh, and then Atkins, uh, Goes back to headquarters to dig up some fucking uh, juicy, juicy fucking shit on um, on Matt Cordell, aka Maniac Cop. I'm just gonna fucking refer to him as Matt because I don't fucking feel like calling him Maniac Cop anymore. Matt is Matt's a terrifying name. It's really terrifying. It kind of scares me a little bit. And they find out that he was in prison for like pretty much like police brutality because uh, they called him. He was a hero cop and he got all these busts, but he was doing it. He would like shoot first right. and just basically he was just killing people. Um, and he was locked up at Sing Sing, which was pretty much a place where he put all the people that he arrested were right. also held there. And then you find out that his girlfriend at the time threw herself out a window after Matt was in prison. So I guess that's supposed to be Sally. That is supposed to be Sally. They never come out and say it, but no, I they mean, said that she was a crippled. I mean, I don't know how much of a direct reference you can make. I mean, like, I wanted a name. There's John. only, a, there's only. A, <laughs> I wanted a name. Tell me everything. <laughs> I wanted Give her, me the deets. I wanted her name and I wanted her address. Give me the deets. I mean, otherwise I can't. Put what the was her? In. How tall was she? Was she five three or five two? Because Sally was five two. Well, like, but my whole thing was like, where were they at? That that cop didn't know that she still worked there. That's why it didn't make sense to me. That cop's like, yeah, she was a really, she was real pretty. She threw herself. He should have been like, yeah, his girlfriend was Sally in the in the clever. Well, the department. way they portrayed her what? is that she was like unnoticed. Like the, the the, nobody paid here. attention to her. They didn't. They didn't know. Who, that's why he's like. I think. I think Tom makes that reference when when right. Teresa's telling him like. She's like the matriarch of all the all the female police officers and like so all the he's like who is this I've never like right we so, worked we must have worked together for years I've never run so into all her. the women know who she is but the guys are just like yo she ain't hot so I don't I don't okay right yeah if, unless I'm dipping in it I the don't girl care. that looks like retarded Sally Fields yeah have you seen that woman that looks like Sally Fields beaten with a baseball bat for ten hours oh yeah I've seen that woman she looks like a fucking rotten jack o' lantern with Forrest Gump legs 
I remember her exactly. So they do a shot with uh, with Matt like sleeping on a pallet in the fucking warehouse. It's basically sleepy time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is what I do in my off killing time. And it's got like weird music box yeah. like fucking music playing. And then he has like his flashback. And of- this is when I was like, hold up, shorties. I'm taking off my fucking pants. And I'm lubing it up because they just showed Matt lathering up in the shower. Oh, you skipped the part where they pan through all the all of the eye fucking that goes on. There's eye fucking, which I, I wrote down in my notes. Like all these dudes actually look like Sing Sing prisoners. I'm like, did they get extras for this? Was it like these? Was this the crew, or did all, they actually go into a dude, prison and film I, these fucking if being, pedophiles? If I'm being 100 percent honest, like every person that made eye contact with the camera, I was terrified. Of. <laughs> I was like, like if I was like, like if I was, that guy's <laughs> fucking scary. I was like, that guy's <laughs> fucking scary. I was like, this is why I would not survive in a prison. I was just <laughs> immediately like, that's why I'm never doing anything. I'm like, bad. which guy has the smallest penis that I can be a bitch to? Yeah. Because I don't want my gaping asshole any like, bigger. Because I was just like, oh my god, that guy's scary. And then they would show the next guy. I'm like, no, that guy's worse. And they would show <laughs> another guy. Right? Like, and I'm like, no, right? I'm even more terrified. <laughs> like, but I mean, you have to like put in perspective. Like, all right, so what is the czar is he's a fucking scary looking he's dude a big too. dude he's a big dude so uh, but yeah you find out about him because he's lathering up in the shower and he's like and his back takes up like 90 percent of the camera why do they always make these fucking jail like uh shower scenes look real sexy like lathering it, was sl- up? it was weird slow motion and yeah. their voices were all distorted so like you see right away like he's gonna get attacked yeah and he starts struggling with these guys that are trying to shiv him he fucks him up for a good while he fucks him up for a good while then he gets overwhelmed but like throughout the entire thing you hear i know and i replayed it like 10 times because i was just like steady stroking it it was like fucking t-rex mating sounds it was throughout the entire thing yeah it was like rhinoceroses like doggy style on it um which the only gory, gory part in this entire movie is when he gets like cut along his face. Like that's the only thing I. Can well, think yeah, because they like, show him like one guy because like yeah he stabs him in the kidney, stabs him in the fucking back like in the kidney, and then he falls down. And as he's falling down, they just show like every all three dudes are like kind of shiving him in the face, and he's just like <laughs> shiving him in the face, shiving him in the face, shiving him in the face, and um, that that then then it just ends, I guess. And then Teresa and Atkins are. Um, back at the fucking holding cell, telling uh, the interrogation room, rather telling Jack about Matt, and uh, Atkins leaves uh, um, Teresa or Mallory, rather, and uh, Atkins, I mean, leaves Mallory and Jack to kind of like kissy kiss while he goes and uh, goes to the clerical office, going to talk to Sally. I guess I don't fucking know. I think he was. I think that's when he's supposed to call the commissioner and tell him like, "Hey, you need to get down here." Right. I, I got. Well, he goes to where Sally was, and he's looking like he sees her computers pulled up, and it says like "maniac cop" or something. Right. And she shows up like hype as fuck and starts beating the fuck out of him. She beats with the fucking. The, she beats the fuck it's, out of him. It's pretty brutal, dude. Yeah. I liked it. Like she's fucking hitting him. Tom Atkins is a fucking geezer, dude. Because yeah. he can't even like like. Yeah. All right, she's a gimp and you fell, but she's beating you with a fucking like crutch or whatever, right. and you can't even fight back against that. Like he was bloody as fuck. Yeah, and his, and his wound opened up on his hand. Just like bam, 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 fucking him up, and um. Uh, Sally's like mumbling some crazy fucking bullshit about like Matt will kill her now because she doesn't he like he won't need there's, her right there's nothing she she was hiding him and protecting him right throwing the blame on the jack and now and now that's all out she beats the fuck out of Tom Atkins and throws the fucking like crutch at him and kind of starts stumbling down the hallway and she runs into like a police officer that's hanging from the ceiling and is like gut it and Tom Atkins comes up in back of her and kind of grabs her and she's like I'm not I'm not a. What does she say? I'm not afraid to have to for him to have to kill me because I love him so much. That's true love, John. True love. 
and Atkins gets Sally and kind of pulls her away from the fucking dead body and Matt like explodes from like a glass the glass part of like a door and just pulls her through it's kind of like fucking right. it's kind of like Freddy Crumbs and uh yeah. and uh no, that was a cool scene Nightmare on Elm Street part, uh, part one yeah it's a cool scene it's, this part's pretty cool because they show you like as then you figure out real quick that he's been working his way through this fucking police department and f- killing every fucking cop right yeah the rest of the movie is pretty entertaining from this part forward finally sh- shit starts happening so right. a- Atkins uh uh, what Atkins shoots like the co- uh Matt in the back. Um, as he, he oh okay, I'm sorry, Jesus fucking Christ, I'm like starting like an idiot. So uh, Matt pulls fucking Sally through the window. Atkins goes into the room and starts shooting like Matt in the back as he, like Matt's like slamming, slamming her against the he's wall. He's not even really slamming her though. He's, he's like sl- he's like really short, right? Slamming, it's, so it kind of looks like she's she's shaking her against he's the wall, pushing her like yeah. a centimeter into the wall. Yeah, he's like time. she's like violently shaking her against the wall. Essentially, it's so lame. But and when he pulls away, like she she drops down. You oh, know she's dead. She's fucking yeah. dead. She's dead as fuck. Yeah. Um, and at, at that point, he um, starts beating up old man Atkins. Throwing her into the, like, like I was kind of, uh, yeah, I was cringing because these are like these old ass steel filing cabinets that yeah. fucking got to hurt. Yeah. And he's not even like, he's throwing them into one filing cabinet at a time. He's like, right. pick you up, throw you into that, <laughs> pick you up, throw you into that. Tom Atkins isn't doing fucking right, no, shit. Right, no, he's not he's doing just, anything. He's just getting tossed around. And it cuts back to Teresa and Jack who leave the holding room after Fine, like, yeah, knocking they, on the door right. and they find, and, find well, out it's open or something. Yeah, I don't know. What they, happens? I thought they talk on it and it's locked and suddenly they pan back and it's, I didn't unlo- understand. it's, it's mysteriously unlocked. I did not understand right. that at all, dude. And, then they and, fi- and when they leave, they just find dead officers everywhere. And then there's the guy that's pressed up against the bars and you're like, you gotta help us, you gotta help us, there's something going on. And he just like kind of like slumps. He's totally yeah. dead. Yeah. yeah, he's dead. So like Jack tells... um. He tells uh, Mallory, go out to get the car ready, and if I'm not back in, like, five, five minutes. minutes or some bullshit, just leave. Or Five minutes is the go-to, like, hey, like, if we're going to meet up again, like... It's going to be five leave, minutes. Leave after five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Not six minutes, not ten minutes, not fifteen minutes, five minutes. So she goes out to the car while Jack goes to try to find the, this killer or whatever, and she's in the car trying to start it up, and all of a sudden you see, now you can use the word, John. He gets frabooganed out of the window. Frabooganed <laughs> like a motherfucker out that window. Screaming and, the entire way, and I didn't realize it was Tom Atkins. No, at I first. didn't. I didn't realize at it first. Either. I thought it was Jack. The was, stunt double was really fucking bad. It was terrible because yeah. he didn't even have gray hair. I was like waiting for him to land to be like, "Who is this?" It was like, "Yeah," but yeah, it was actually Tom Atkins. But you would not know that if you were watching him fall, right? Because it looked like a black guy that was four hundred pounds, like nothing like Tom. Some guy in a trench coat, a homeless guy that was up in the police department. So. Yeah, and then by that time, Jack's up by the window that fucking uh, Tom Atkins was thrown out of, and another another officer comes in and no, sees Jack not, standing not, by the window. Not another officer, his partner. Oh yeah, you his don't partner. see you don't see for the rest of the movie oh, until now. T- Tom Atkins' partner. Yeah, 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 yeah. And of course, he's this this scene's fucking stupid. Yeah, he's like immediately thinks it's him. He looks like he he was the killer right. and blah blah blah. blah. You no, know, he just murdered all these people. He's got no blood on him or nothing. Right. Like, there's nothing that you suspect. Well, I mean, Bruce Campbell does look like an unstoppable force that could kill a whole fucking police department and not get like a scrape on him. Um, and so he goes, he, he has him at gunpoint by the window. He goes to, he, he says, I don't know if you, you picked up on it or not. He goes, I'm going to call for backups. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm call for backups. <laughs> backups? Let's, are you sure? Is it the backups? <laughs> and then he, so he goes for the phone and he sees a little bit of blood on Sally's hand. And freaks out again. And freaks out again. Not. Not that there's a dead body there. He freaks out because there's a little bit of blood on her hand. Oh, this, Jesus fucking Christ. This this guy. This dude. This guy should... Yo, come why on, are you, How Of all the professions to be in, why are you a police officer? I think officer? the best job for you is to work at Kinko's and just make yeah, copies of yeah. shit for people because you're never going to encounter any blood yep. there. Uh, maybe a paper cut. 
Um, and then so as he looks at that, he's distracted and uh Jack like what is he? Pull a gun on him or some shit? Pulls a gun on that dude and kind of gets away. Right. Him and Teresa get the fuck out of there and they go immediately to Sing Sing to talk to Dr. Gruber. Right, because uh, Tom Atkins had mentioned that in he was the interrogation room that he had an appointment set up to talk to this guy. So they're like posing as as Tom Atkins here. Right. And as they're talking to Gruber, the doctor, he, he admits that he released brain dead Matt to Sally's care. Because he felt bad because pretty much like if they put him back in, in the holding, then he would just be killed. Then they do a flashback of him like doing the medical examination oh my god the best fucking flashback and, ever, dude. and so what i want to talk about here is like he does like for at first he like he feels his he feels his wrist and there's like dum, dum, like as like there's like one heartbeat well first he's, he's holding like a scalpel first of all for no, right. some unknown reason well if you're gonna do a medical you, you would right but dude he didn't even like uncover the body yet right. or anything right. it's like all so covered. he so he feels his wrist and then he gets a stethoscope out and he puts a stethoscope down like when you do that first hears, <laughs> right and then he hears another dunk dunk and then he does the worst chest compression these, oh, the worst oh, yeah, fake yeah. chest compression he's hovering over he's like hover hand over the body and i don't know if it's supposed to be like he's supposed to pantomime slow motion right but he does like two chest compressions like hovering over the body right and they're like he's barely putting any force into he's the like chest done. compressions and then it's like and then it cuts away <laughs> yeah like that, that was your life-saving measure right there he's like i did the best i could right but, but he did save him i guess um but then I thought he mentioned like he buries him in like uh, he, or he was going to bury them in Potter's Field. No, he was, well, basically he was saying like for people that get fucked up at the jail, they just they do the best they can with the injuries, which is why like Matt's face looks all fucked up. Right. They just like stitch it or whatever. They don't make them look pretty because there's no open caskets or whatever. And then most of the bodies get buried at a Potter's Field. So he was still alive. So he made it seem to everybody else that he did bury him in a Potter's Field. But really, he released okay. him back to Sally's right. Sally's care. How that happens is anybody's guess. Who knows? Um, and as Jack and Mallory leave, um, the nurse comes in. This is like such a random, like fucking, like something they got to stick in the movie, but has no bearing on the movie. The nurse comes in and gives Doctor Gruber a green tie because it's St. Patrick's Day. Like they go out of their way to show this scene. Like, here's a green tie, doctor, and he's like, "What do I need that for?" And she's like, "St. Patty's Day." And then in the next scene, they're explaining like, "Oh, it's a St. Patrick's Day parade." And but it doesn't go to- even fucking right. matter to the movie. It, that doesn't ma- that matter at all. It's not like they have a. Pl- it's not like they have a chase through. There's no tie-in. Yeah, yeah. They, it's not like they have a chase, and even like Sam Raimi's. Uh, this Out is when there. Sam Raimi's uh, cameo is yeah. as a reporter covering St. Patrick's Day. Nothing else. Go- they show a, a small montage of a police parade. Yeah. But then there's not a police chase through a parade. There's nothing, nothing else that dude. directly correlates to the you St. Think Patrick's there's gonna Day be parade. Like, you think there's going to be like a chase through the parade? You think something. But they spent, anything, you know they spent dude. their budget, part oh, of their yes. budget on this shit. Now it was Why? Probably, it was probably just going on. You could have like, put it on special <laughs> effects for this face. Yeah. You could have bought extra silly putty. Um, okay, this part this part pisses me off. All right, so, so let's go. Into so then, place. yeah, they show Sam Raimi. He's doing the report. Everybody gets the fucking goosebumps because they're like, oh, full fam. So and Jack and Teresa have this plan to like confront the commissioner with this evidence that it's Matt Cordell. Right. And so that, uh, or Cordell, whatever the fuck his name is. And, and uh, Mallory walks in there with her fucking wet bag of leaf ass fucking high-waisted jeans. Oh. <sighs> I was just like, God diggity dog. She's wearing mom jeans. Got to get me them wet bag of leaf ass jeans. Mom jeans. And um, yeah, they don't fucking buy it for one second. They're like, nope, don't believe it. You helped Jack kill all these well, people. Yeah, the commissioner has like a, a five second reaction well, to the name. And that's but John, because it. it's because he's got to get to the St. Patrick's Day parade. He's like, right. listen, I don't got time for this. 
Got to get to the fucking parade. And there's also like 80,000 cops now at the police station and right. Lockyer and <laughs> uh, Yeah, they're not having it. Um, right. So she gets stuck with Sergeant Scumbag. She gets stuck with... Yeah. Which, oh, that dude. Which, right off from the outset, he's like, oh, we got this whole... We got the whole commissioner's office to ourselves. I'm like... I thought he's going to rape her, right? I thought he was going to fucking rape her. And I'm it, like, of all the guys that she gets... Like, first off, they're both... They're all supposed to be cops, right? Right. What... You know, in the real world, cops don't just turn on other cops that quickly. Yeah. And so, like, he's left in a room with her and he doesn't go, like, Teresa, are you okay? I know you've been through a lot. And, like, right, right, I don't right. know if I believe everything I'm hearing. No, like, hey, we got the commissioner's office to ourselves. It makes it seem like it's going to be a sex scene, but totally not. Right. He's like, y'all, I'm looking for a come up. Pretty much he wants, like, he wants... Like, Maybe they reshot the scene later since he's got... The director's got triple X cred and he and he made the scene a porno right, I scene. I mean, that, that, I mean, yeah, it could have happened. It could have been like... But, um, yeah, he, you think it's going to be a sex scene, but it's totally not. He's just like, you're going to give me all the information I want yeah, so I can gonna, get a promotion. Yeah, this is going to be the what? biggest bust of my life. Like, you're not going to get credit for this shit. I was shit. like, dude, they should have just went the rape right. route with that. It would have been, yeah, not, not that it would have been better, but nah, so, so, it didn't fit with so the So Captain up. Riley and Pike go into the next room and they're about to leave. Right. They're about to leave and Matt, like, and the way they shoot the scene, like they show it uh-huh. through like two sets of doors. Right, yeah, yeah, match, yeah, exactly, yeah, they show it, like, they're about to get on the elevator, it looks right. like, and they show, they, they, you, a door closes, and you're looking at it through the little window of the so door. So you see them from, like, the shoulders up, and essentially. You, and you just see, like, Matt pull out that stupid fucking knife again and just start killing them. He kills, Once again, yeah. they squander an opportunity. Right. It's rated fucking R, dude, get no some good gore. cool scenes in you there. You never see their corpses. Like, what the fuck? Right. It doesn't make any sense. You don't see any gore, you don't see anything, it's lame as fucking shit. So Sergeant Scumbag... Then they show Sergeant Scumbag with Teresa again in the office, and he gets pretty much fed up with her. And like he's like, "You've got seconds. a bad attitude. You're not giving me any information. You got a bad attitude, lady." Yeah. And he starts walking her down. So the hall. he cuffs her first off. Nobody does this anymore, but he cuffs he cuffs their wrists together, right? And walk, starts walking her down the hall. And the first door opening, of course, fucking Matt comes out and fucking stabs Just the dude, fucking right in the gut, dude, and then disappears. Yeah, he, for 15 minutes while she drags no, no. the dude. You, you don't even see him. All you see is like this. You see, like, you see a hand you see like a little hand appear out of a door and then you see the hand go <laughs> and it disappears it fits the pet cemetery <laughs> you don't see anything dude you see his hand stab him and then it disappears it's what's his face from pet cemetery like, dude that was the perfect opportunity yeah, matt, right? matt what were you doing after that did you just like you stabbed him and then he, and then he sat down and ate a, like he ate like a yes, subway like, sandwich <laughs> He could at least, like, stalk her very slowly through the hallway. Yeah. But no, he, like, she has, like, no. time to flip his body around. She starts... Drag tra- his dead weight through a room, shut the door... Dude, but what about the noises? Lock it. The noises she's making when she starts pulling him down the she's fucking... Like, uh, uh, it reminds uh, me of uh, Captain Rhodes at the end of Day of the Dead when he's... When he gets shot by Bub and he's, like, leaning on the fucking wall of, like, the hallway and he's like, Come on! Come on! And he's like, Come on, kill me! I'm right here! Come on! I'm right here! What's wrong with you? <laughs> um, yeah, she drags his dead weight into this fucking room or whatever. And she's, you know what the voice that she makes as she's dragging the body? It reminds me of that woman. Uh, it's like that fucking stupid video that was going around years ago of the woman, the news reporter stomping the grapes. <laughs> and she falls. And she and she's falls. like, ah! She's like, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. Oh, it's fucking terrible. Um, and she shuts the door behind her, and Matt just fucking smashes that plywood door, dude. That wood, that door's made of like fucking cardboard. It's like super, super thin. We got pink eye. Yeah, You're rubbing his eye. He's got poop particles in his eye. And um, Mallory like undoes the undoes the cuffs and goes out into the roof. Um, 
Well, she sees she sees uh, she sees Bruce across the street where right. she left him because Bruce wasn't going to go in because he didn't want to get caught and they were going right. to recognize him right away. But so as she notices him, cops also notice him and they fucking take right. Him. She she throws she throws a she wants to get his attention so she throws a chair through the fucking window. Right, right, right. And jumps out onto the roof and um, they lock uh, Bruce Campbell Jack in the back of this like police truck and I guess the maniac cop was pretty much after. After this scene uh, makes no fucking sense. She got on the whatsoever. roof, so maniac cops like done pursuing you. Yeah, right. And he immediately goes out and takes the truck that fucking Jack is locked up in. He 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 yanks the the driver out, throws him onto the ground. First off, eighty cops throw him into the back of this van. Mm-hmm. Right. He throws the cop out that's driving the van. They haven't even like pulled out of the front of the station yet. Teresa runs out. He pulls away in the van with with Bruce in the back of it. Right. Teresa runs out. Suddenly, there's one cop. In one car, right, and she jumps in and goes, "Follow that guy." And he's on no board. exit. He's on board immediately. Yeah. All the SWAT police officers and the eighty guys that were there disappear. Yeah, he, where were they? <laughs> he's on point though. He's like, "Okay, I'm with you 100. percent I don't know who you are. Like they don't. Right. Have, it should have been someone she knew. Right. They, maybe they should have introduced earlier right. in the movie. But nah. Since they have all this weird and unnecessary exposition right. and everything else, you think they would have set that up? Nope. But the thing that pisses him off, she goes, she knows where. He, how the fuck does she know where he's going immediately? Yeah, I don't know that either. She's like... Because Tom Atkins was the only one that was at that yeah, warehouse, and he never explains that again. Never. He never told her that. She, well, she's like exactly... She's like, I know where they're going. They're going to Pier 14. And exactly like you said, she's never been there. How the fuck does she... I guess she's, and, and she knows where, the, where they're going right away when they get into the car. Yeah. They wait until they get to the fucking warehouse to call for backups. Oh, yeah. Backups. 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 <laughs> um, well, when she tells them where they're at, the cops immediately like, we can't go to those piers. They're closed. They're collapsing. For the fifth time in the movie, we're told that those piers John, are collapsing. Do those piers ever collapse? No. Okay. They look actually, <laughs> that's, they actually look like the sturdiest Pretty piers. Pretty solid. <laughs> I've seen worse fucking piers in Philadelphia. <laughs> right. Right. I think the fucking pier that Walmart's built on looks a lot shittier than that pier. Right. This pier's collapsing. We built a Walmart on it. And there's a guard there that's, there's a guard there that's technically on the collapse pier, that, on the, right. the, the pier that's supposed to collapse at any minute. If you're going to keep fucking telling me that a pier's going to collapse, that fucking maniac cop better die in a collapsed pier. Right. But, but nah, because it wasn't in the budgie. Right. The budgie was like not. So they don't even have a police chase because she already knows where they're going. It's just the, I'm going to follow behind this guy to do just his pace. Well, that, and, guy, that guy couldn't call for backups and drive. And right. She, and she couldn't call for backups and, and get the shot <laughs> right. and get the shotgun right. ready. <laughs> do you know how to use that thing? Like she's like, you're fucking damn right. I know how to she's use it. She's a fucking cop. Don't you all get training yeah. on shotguns when you go through the academy? So they go to the fucking Pier 14. Matt like pulls into the fucking uh, warehouse or whatever you want to call it. And parks the fucking van, gets out, grabs an axe off the wall and starts smashing the back door First of the truck. First off, there's no reason for that door to be locked from the outside. Yes. They uh, threw him in there. The agreed. only way it would be locked would be from the inside. It makes no fucking sense so either. Bruce is back there handcuffed and the guy... Well, well, you also get a montage of him getting thrown around in the van the entire time. Oh, yes. In the street. Every time he so makes a, the littlest turn, he's upside down. <laughs> it's real yucky, yucky. <laughs> yeah. um, and Bruce knows he's about to get in, so Bruce kind of charges at the door. Which doesn't really lead to anything either because he just falls on the ground. Right, right. <laughs> and um, Matt picks him up, and this is when you get the full spinach teeth face reveal, and you're just like, no, totally let down. Yeah. Immediately, you're like, this guy looks like, um, oh man, what the fuck's that guy's name from fucking Breakfast Club, the asshole kid? Oh no, Judd? J- Judd. Judd Nelson. Yeah. Looks like Judd Nelson pretty much when they first show him, but with spinach in his teeth. And with uh, he doesn't look like a zombie or anything. He just Botox. looks like he's got some fucking. It looks like they put a strip of silly putty 
from like his like right cheekbone right. to like his. Like, I don't even think the shiv marks match up to, nah. the, to the flashback. It's all. weak as fuck. Dude. It is weak it, as fuck. It's like they could have made him. I, I think in subsequent. I think in the sequel or the third one, they made him look pretty bad. I mean, I mean, yeah, but this would be more believable if if they made this movie in like the early '80s or even the late '70s. I yeah. would I would believe the make. This is the late '80s. Yeah, it looks like well, his face looks like more like burned than stabbed. His, like, I think there was there was more detail in his hand that they showed. Oh, absolutely. After they took his glove right, off, right, than his entire face. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they keep well now they're just overloading you with face shots. Right, so you see like grimacing. Right, with his spinach teeth. And right. they're like uh listen uh rob we need you to eat this fucking caesar salad again and they're like he's like i just ate four caesar salads and he's like dude you don't got enough spinach in your teeth you need yet. some romaine up in there um this time we're gonna have you eat a whole fucking goddamn uh bag full of arugula and he's like i hate arugula it's too peppery fucking rob just eat it stop being a bitch we need your teeth more green uh and he's just tossing bruce around um they're fighting mallory enters with the shotgun and matt throws bruce at her to, and um matt picks up the shotgun and he's about to shoot them but then the cop enters that drove up with mallory with his shotgun and matt shoots him and he's fucking dazed yep and then mallory uncuffs bruce while that's going on and matt just starts throwing bruce all over the fucking place again and then matt matt starts hearing the sirens approach matt matt by the way is maniac cop he hears the sirens getting closer from backups and he gets in the truck and's like trying to peace out and bruce is like Oh no, you don't, baby girl. And Bruce Gump, Bruce Gump. <laughs> what the fuck? That's why you shouldn't have made that Gump reference. <laughs> oh, shit. I said I wanted to say Bruce jumps. Bruce jumps on like the driver's side outside the thing, and he starts like punching Matt as Matt's Which, driving. This scene's funny because it's fucking funny. Matt, dude. Matt just like it's like uh, you could almost like put Benny Hill music on it. He's like just these mechanical these mechanical punching motions. He's just hitting him. <laughs> it is no it's really corny because like he's bruce, just doing like jerk he's, he's like jerking motions as he's punching him. he's not even like looking at bruce he's kind of like just bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> it's not doing anything and there's no there's no reason for him he lands up like no impaling himself exactly. in like, the end of the pier. but he's not like it's not like they're tussling or like he's like pulling on the wheel so or bruce anything didn't help anything and no. the pier didn't collapse right by the way that pier is about to collapse but when they're driving through all this stuff there's like loading fucking cranes right. and all boats right. getting loaded. Nah, yeah. that doesn't happen on, yep. on the fucking piers that are about to collapse, bro. Just just a heads up on that one. Uh, yeah, so Matt drives right into like a pole and gets impaled uh, right into the truck. And they fucking fret booging the fuck off that pier. Yeah. And it's pretty awesome because they show like this, this stunt guy that's supposed to be Bruce Campbell. He flies the fuck no, he's off all, he's, that yeah, thing, dude. Yeah. That's crazy. He does like a backflip as the fucking thing just yeah. smashes into the wire. I was like, damn, dude, that's some ballsy yeah. ass stunt work. Yep. Um, and then it just flashes to like the wreckage being pulled and there's no body in there. No body in there. And, and Bruce and, and Teresa are next to like 30 cops and... Yeah, t- happy times. There's technically nobody alive other than those two that, that knew that Matt was there. Yeah. Because you don't... Matt pulls a other than the driver of the original van, like mm. who knows that Matt was around. So then it pans down, like as like they're all standing there, it kind of pans down to the fucking river. I guess it's supposed to be by right by the pier and right by like the right by like the pole, like the wood um, beam beams for the pier. You see like a hand come up, like and then it's over, and then it's just like that's the shittiest ending, the shittiest ending, the shittiest movie. Thanks, John, for your pick. Yep. <laughs> it was funny. No, actually, I'm glad I watched this because I, like I, like I said to John, like, 
in and I think and it's pretty much unanimous for both of us. Like in both of our minds, it was a lot better in memory than it yeah. actually turned up being, which happens sometimes. But I mean, this isn't a movie I've watched a lot. I like I like I said, I think that the last time I watched this I, was in fucking. I feel like I feel 90s, like when you hear the title and you remember like kind of like the gist of it, you th- you th- you think like it writes itself, right? And they just fucked up. I got years. I have this. I mean, see now I'm interested to go back and watch a second and third one because I have yeah. them all scrambled in my head. Like, which I'm sure. I mean, I'm I'm sure somebody will be like, well, actually, in the second and third one, they go into his backstory more, right? Of why he's guess a zombie. what, dude? I don't care because yeah. the first one makes no yeah. fucking sense. I, I'm surprised they even got a green light to do the second and third one. Oh yeah, I, I don't know. Well, they filmed the second and third one like back to back. I'm I'm fairly certain. I think I thought I read that well, one. The second one was in '92, I think, or something like okay. that. So it wasn't that much later. No, no. All right, so this got on IMDb. This got a fucking six. <laughs> that is fucking no. insane. No, in the motherfucking mizzle brain. Yeah. Uh, but before we go into our reviews of it real quick, um, we started doing, um, the last, I think, believe two movies, uh, we did, uh, for day of the dead and for toxic Avenger. I started doing the parents guide. Uh, I found this out just by looking, I mean, I never noticed this was on IMDb, but it's funny cause it's just like a parents guide for every movie. Um, so real quick, we'll do this. Um, sex and nudity. It's rated R for strong violence and some language. A couple can be seen in bed. It is implied that they are naked. Very little is seen. A man showers. Only the top of his buttocks can be seen. Some prostitutes are seen, but no nudity. Violence and gore. Lots of violence throughout. Some very graphic. A police officer being shot through the head. A man being suffocated forcibly in wet cement. A woman... A woman... A woman... (laughs) A woman having her neck broken. She is later seen in the morgue. A dead woman is seen with her throat slit. It is quite bloody. Um, A young man is thrown into the windshield of a car. The car is driven and his body thrown off of the vehicle. A group of men fight in a communal shower. (laughs) One is stabbed and viciously slashed in the face several times. His body is later seen in the morgue. People are scared when they show things in morgues. They're like, no, don't put the body in the morgue again. A police officer is hit by a car. Two men are stabbed by the killer. It is seen at a distance through a window of a door. That's when the fucking uh, commissioner and shaft are killed. And lastly, a police officer is stabbed. Not too much on that one. Violence and gore for Day of the Dead was good. This movie was not good on the kills, though. Profanity. At least three F words. Minimal profanity to be found throughout the film. This movie would be PG-13 by today's Dude, this movie would be PG. (laughs) Uh, Alcohol, drugs, and smoking. Characters drink socially. You're fucking damn right they do. (laughs) In eight scenes. (laughs) They're fucking... I think that's how they paid Tom Atkins. They're like, Tom, listen. Free alcohol. Drinks on us. Open bar. (laughs) Drinks on us. You just come, all right? What's what's the budget for this movie? Uh, What are my my rates? Uh, Open bar. All right, cool. Tom, I'm going to tell you for the last time, Tom. Bottom shelf, all right? We're not fucking paying for that fucking well, expensive shit. Well liquor for you, sir. He's like, I don't care. As long as it has a percentage on it. No Johnny Walker. Nothing like that. Uh, frightening and intense scares. Plenty of bloody murders. I'll disagree with that 100%. The killer is disfigured. And that's it. That's a pretty fucking lame-ass parent guide. Um, But this movie was a pretty lame-ass fucking movie. Oh, so, so bad. We will go to you, John, because I want to know what you think about this movie. Uh... Yeah, you know the deal, John. One to ten. What do you give it? And what what are your final thoughts on it? It's definitely a three, a solid three. Would you like recommend it to anybody for any reason whatsoever? I'd have to go see. I have to go back and watch two and three to be like, if you want to watch this entire series and start at the beginning, but right. at the same time, like I, I I don't know how much I know some of the characters like repeat, but like hardly any gore. 
Right. The, I mean, the plot is somewhat serviceable. Like you can kind of see where they went. I mean, it's, it, oh my god, I like you, the way you, you know, phrase things. You know the, <laughs> you know, you, you know the premise of it essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like unnecessary exposition. Um, some of the shit's convoluted beyond recognition. Um, there's two scenes in it that I like, and that's pretty much it. So it's a right, story. right. Um, oh shit! You know what, dude? Before we go into the fucking before we, before I tell you my review for it, I forgot to fucking mention the special effects people in this. Um, and it's interesting to mention this simply because these people have been involved in fairly um, in involved um, special effects movies where the special effects were pretty amazing. So to look at this movie, you're wondering like, what the fuck did they do? Like, honestly, you look at the special effects and you're like. Was I mean, it, was it the interns? Somebody, the interns? somebody with no experience could do this. I mean, it's it wasn't that difficult. But all right, so special effects were done by. There was a bunch of people, but like I said, I I I just named mostly the main ones. Uh, John Nolan, which I've actually mentioned before, because he worked on From Beyond. That movie's phenomenal as far as like How do you special go from effects from go. From Beyond to this, maybe they just didn't have the budget to give him what he wanted to do. Uh, he worked on Reanimator, Halloween Three, Critters, Grotesque. Night Train to Terror and Deadly Blessing and another the other dude that worked uh, the other big name I would say is David uh, Atherton who worked on Shocker and Little Monsters and he like did like the the creatures for Little Monsters so I don't know what the fuck these guys were doing with those the special effects were just weird, all right man. so what did, what did you rate it um, I'm kind of like right there with you I'll rate it a little higher simply because I've seen a lot of a lot, a lot probably more turds than you have I'll give it a four um, I don't know I saw Fangoria's Eye Zombie I. Set the bar fucking low. That's terrible. That was <laughs> terrible. No, I agree with it, but I'm I'm there with you, dude, 100. Uh, percent I wouldn't even recommend anybody seeing this unless they were perhaps gonna see the second and third one. If you're gonna watch the trilogy as a whole, yeah, I would say. See I mean, it. I'd argue to say like if you love this movie, kind of like reevaluate your life and find out why you like this movie because <laughs> or or for bookings out a window like Tom Atkins yeah, did in this fucking I mean, movie. That is, I mean, and I'll say the only reason to really like this movie is because of Tom Atkins being in it. Uh, Bruce Campbell, I mean, he's kind of... He can, doesn't even play anything remotely. He doesn't play anything memorable, but right. Tom Atkins is playing as usual, just drinking... Grizzled, deadpan cop, bullshit, which is fun in its own way. Uh, Larry Cohen wrote it, um, but, you know, I don't think the writing is, is a problem somewhat, but I think even with the writing being bad, you still could have got away with this movie being entertaining if the kills and special effects were fun. Right. So you got to blame that on... Uh, on William Lust Lustig or whatever, which he did the second and third one. So now I'm absolutely gonna watch the second and third one uh, because I gotta I gotta see where this went. I don't I don't fucking remember correctly in my mind. So yeah, that's where I am with that. Um, so now we actually have to see the second and third one. Yes, actually. we will. We will. And I'm gonna and actually Steph and uh, Melissa will listen to the. I mean, they will watch this movie rather. And uh, before the next episode, they will give a little synopsis on it. Not a synopsis, maybe just like a quick, quick thoughts on it, and they'll give their uh, ratings on it um, before we get into the next movie, which will be Scanners. That was uh, um. So yeah, we skipped it. I mean, I know the last episode, uh, Day of the Dead, we told you the next movie was going to be Scanners, followed by Lost Boys. Um, but yeah, like I said, Steph and Melissa had some other shit to do, and rather than do those episodes without them. Me and John came in and did a crappy movie. Well, it ended up being crappy, but... Uh, Full disclaimer, I wanted to do Jacob's Ladder, and he talked me into Maniac yeah, Cop, so this I is did. all Jesse's fault. I did, I did. Well, John wanted to do Maniac Cop first, so don't, don't try to front. I'm, I'm 100% on board, and I don't regret doing this movie. See, listen, it was about time we did a really terrible movie, and, yeah, and, really and we did it, so... <laughs> it just so happens uh, that Bruce Campbell is in this movie for right, some reason. Right, right. 
Um, so yeah, that they'll give their reviews. Um, but yeah, that's it for this movie. Um, we'll be back uh, in a week with uh, Scanners, and we will get down to the meat and potatoes of that. Super excited to do that movie. That movie's fucking great. Mm-hmm. And super excited to do Lost Boys, obviously. That's a great movie, too. So yeah, you guys know where to find us. Um, SayYouLoveSatanPodcast.com uh, You can email us at SayYouLoveSatanPodcast at gmail.com We're on Instagram, SayYouLoveSatanPodcast um, Also, we got uh, pro- less than 15 bub pins left um, at this time. You, you, by the time this comes out, I don't, I don't know how much we'll have left, but check out our website if you want one. They turned out really fucking cool. They glow in the dark. I got some two-inch buttons to throw in with everybody's order. I got a Dr. Tongue. I got the Dracula from uh, Monster Squad, and I have a Toxic Avenger pin that ran- will randomly throw one into your packages with some stickers. And some Fright Flicks cards that I got. I got a bunch of Fright Flicks cards that I'll throw into everybody's order. So that's what's going on with that. Um, you can see our store on Redbubble. Just go to our website, saylovesaintpodcast.com. Click on the Redbubble link. We have a shitload of cool horror designs on there. You can get on t-shirts, stickers, towels, bed sheets, pillows, and all that fucking garbage that you fucking assholes seem to really like. I like, you like, me like. Thanks to our listeners. I love all you guys. Um sorry there's no i really don't like when there's just guys on the podcast i try to avoid that honestly that was a decision we made going forward i like to have a female voice on the show always but at the same time i'd rather give you guys some content content than nothing and uh i love john john's an awesome person to have on the show and if i may add if you guys have suggestions on our video game stuff you want us to cover please yeah please email us or instagram john's on instagram what are you john Oh God, Positronic man! Yeah, you can hit him up, um, or you can just go on our Sailor Saint podcast on Instagram. Just you know, let us know what kind of video games you want to hear about. We will make the segment more interesting. I think it was a really cool segment today, though. We will get you more of that. Um, and that's it, my friends. Uh, it's been nice chatting with you, fuckwads. We will see you again in a week. Until then, rest easy, sleep tight, keep your fucking buttholes tight. Ciao. Because of the end of civilization, the Clamp Cable Network now leaves the air. We hope you have enjoyed our programming, but more importantly, we hope you have enjoyed life.